Wilson pulls the trigger. Welcome to Talking Jets. My name's Ryan, and I'll be your pilot tonight. I am joined alongside my co-pilot, Matt O'Leary. Matt, how you doing tonight? Doing good. I'm excited, man. It's been a few days here as a Jet fan. I know the off-season's always our time to shine, but it's uh, come to life here the last couple of days. I love it. Oh, it's great. We're going to have Green Bean here in about a half hour, 45 minutes. He's just driving, so he'll he'll hop in a little bit later. But, oh, man, do we have a lot to talk about. We can grade this free agency. If you guys are in the live chat, thank you so much for hopping in. Make sure you hit the like button on the way in. For every 25 likes that we get, we're going to pick a qualifier for our T-shirt giveaway at the end of this stream. And then if you're watching this after the fact, leave a comment below this video. Get yourself entered into next week's T-shirt giveaway. And I also put a poll in the live chat. Grade Joe Douglas's offseason so far. I want to see what this shakes out to at the end of the night. But man, Matt, I am really, really excited with the signings just after two days. Yeah, no, without a doubt. You know, Joe Douglas has just come out the first couple of days here and gotten impact starters at positions of need with, so, you know, starting right away with Tomlin's neck guard, Uzuma at, at tight ends, obviously a massive need. And, you know, even just bringing back Braxton Barrios and Tevin Coleman is huge. So there's not one thing he's done so far that I could complain about. I, I love it. Yeah, when you're looking at like the whole list of things, we we wanted Barrios back. I feel like that's a culture guy. Tomlinson, gritty, captain, like will get in other players' face, character guy. Yuzma. I don't know if you saw the video of him mic'd up in Cincinnati, but him jumping around the field and like getting all sorts of ramped up and you know, like yelling at the other guys to get excited. Like that's what I want on the sideline. <laughs> it's really nice to see. And then you bring in DJ Reed and Whitehead today. And look, I'll be honest, none of these names, aside from probably Tomlinson, I would consider like a a big name signing, but they're all really good, especially once you start diving in a little bit deeper into these guys. I absolutely love it. Of these five guys right here, is there one that you like more than any of the others? Oh, that's a really tough question because I like pretty much everything, but I guess uh, Tomlinson, because he played at a Pro Bowl level last year and... I don't even think he has to do that again this upcoming year. Obviously, if he does, that's phenomenal. But even if he's just like an average to slightly above average starting guard, that's going to make such a difference for this Jets team. Oh, absolutely. I just, it looks like Nathan Shepard was just re-signed as well. Uh, and I see a few jokes in there. We went oh. from a 70% A down to a 67. So it just dropped the grade. <laughs> oh, no. I, yeah, look, if I'm looking at this free agency, I'm with you, Matt, right there. Tomlinson is the guy for me. I think solving offensive line before you head into the draft is a really important piece to this whole puzzle. It allows you to not focus on edge. And I don't think it necessarily, or sorry, not focus on it. It allows you to focus on edge without having to worry about going Iquanu or Neil or someone along those lines. Now, I do think that overall, all these, these signings that we have made, I don't know if it prevents you from taking the best available player. Like, I think, in my mind, I didn't love the idea of Sauce at four. Like, I kind of wanted to take him at four because I thought he wouldn't be there at 10. Now I think this allows you the opportunity, since you got a number one corner, if you still want to round out your cornerback room, you could go 10. I would say that receiver probably feels a little more likely at 10 at this point than it did yesterday. Um, but I don't know if it necessarily prevents you from going 
any particular route with any of your picks. I think you're plugging holes, but still have the ability to upgrade. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Like, I, I don't think the re-signing stops you from potentially drafting a guy uh, in the first round. But if you're reading the tea leaves, I would imagine that it feels like edge and wide receiver is what they would be attacking based on the other positions that they've signed so far. Uh, but like you said, it's not like any of these guys are going to necessarily stop drafting a sauce gardener if that's who you really want and that's who you really like. Yeah, when I'm looking at this top 10 board at this point, I would say it definitely plays into edge at number four based on, on what we're seeing. Um, I would still like to go out and get like someone like Arden Key. I think that would be a low-key signing. Uh, that won't cost you a whole lot. <laughs> he got like a whole heck of a lot of upside. I'm pretty sure he was a first round pick at one point for the Raiders. If uh, memory serves remember. correct. I think he was with the Raiders and then wound up going to San Francisco um, after that. But I really like this a whole heck of a lot. We got a few super chats flying in. Uh, super game and chill bros says, bro, this was a killer free agency so far. Dude, I completely agree. I'm super hyped up on it. Uh, Euphoria comes in with a super chat. He says, JD is God with a picture or an emoji of a goat. Could not agree more. Taps any button comes in, says Sleepy Joe needs to get a wide receiver, defensive end, linebacker in a trade slash draft. Uh, yeah, look, we, we're, we're going to try and round out the rest of this roster. I don't know where we go at wide receiver. There's no one that's really like ringing a bell aside from Robinson. As far as I know, he hasn't signed anywhere. I didn't see that name drop nope. uh, today, but... I don't know if Robinson's where I see us going. I'd love to see it. Uh, as far as linebacker, I'm still looking at at Miles Jack. That's that's the piece that I think is really exciting. Um, and then, yeah, D-end is, for me, is in the draft, aside from Arden Key. How would you want to attack wide receiver, D-end, and linebacker? Yeah, um, I think you bring up a good point with Miles Jack. And when you think about it, like Sal obviously knows him well from his time in Jacksonville as a linebackers coach. That almost just seems too perfect. Um, and I don't think he's going to cost you nearly as much as some people might think. Defensive end, like I, I mean, I just said it ago. I think to go edge and uh, wide receiver in the first round. Um, mm -hmm. You might look to add like maybe someone who could fill a Vinnie Curry role, like what they brought in last year. But um, I think we're looking to see the big name guys uh, come in the first round. Johnny Reb says, Green Bean, the wise sage, Ryan, the super fan, and Matt, the pragmatic one. Great crew. <laughs> Loved it. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Love having you guys in here. Uh, let's see. Robert Killian. Key was a day two guy. Third round, I think. I didn't know that. Yeah, I just looked. It was third round. I just checked third round i remember liking him coming out in the draft so it wouldn't have shocked me if it was like a little bit higher than that but i'm all about it. miles jack too he was supposed to go like top five and then he tore his knee and then uh yeah. you know fell a bit down to like pick 35 or 36 it was like top of the second round uh thomas cahill drops in with the super chat says do we get another tackle or are we set i think we have to i think if you've seen anything over the course of the last few seasons that depth on the offensive line is just so critically important I think you probably <clears throat> look depth-wise. Like, I don't think this is a top two or three round need. Um, I'd probably even say, I would say fourth or fifth round is probably where I'd wind up taking a developmental tackle. I don't know who it would be. I've said uh, Mike Frabel's kid from Boston College is like, you know, 
NFL lineage. Have no idea if he really fits the scheme or not, but I would like a developmental tackle later in the draft that you can cut. Because, like, Becton has at least two years, assuming we, you know, don't even re-up his fifth-year option. Like, if, at the bare minimum, you can have him for two years. So if you draft a developmental guy, you let him sit behind Fant for a year, and then you, you determine whether you want to pull the trigger on the fifth-year option after this season, if you like how the guy's progressing. But I would imagine, you know, you just bring some guys in for depth. Yeah, I agree. And I've seen online uh, some people say that even uh, with the signing of Tomlinson, that doesn't take out the Jets potentially going offensive line at four, which I don't know. I don't I don't think I buy that because uh, you're running out of room. Like, what, you're going to sit the fourth overall pick? Like, I don't mm-hmm. – where's he playing? I get it. If you didn't sign a right guard, then sure. But I don't know. That doesn't make sense to me. I'd still like to see Bradley Bozeman. I know he's still sitting out there. I kind of don't, I don't hate McGovern, but there was something about the Patriots game where Zach Wilson got clocked two games in a row. And I really got the not so great feeling around McGovern. Like, dude, you really got to stand up for your quarterback. And I don't know if that was like a Zach Wilson thing, or if it was like a, the offensive line is just tired of Wilson holding onto the ball too long. But I feel like when your quarterback gets hit, you got to get in the defense's face. Yeah, um, he definitely does. That's one of my criticisms of him, too. I think he lacks a little bit of that edge. Um, and I guess that's why maybe he had interest in Ryan Jensen, but Jensen's almost too far the other way. So it, you got to find a balance, I guess. Uh, Bernie Jets fan 50 says, what are our chances at signing Gronk? Zero. <laughs> no shot yeah. he comes here, dude. I love Gronk. He's as far as like an ex-Patriots player go, he's probably my favorite one. Um, but yeah, no way he's coming here. He's staying either with Tampa or he's going to Cincinnati because we just took their tight end. Um, let's see. What else are you guys talking about in the chat? Greg says, trade proposal, send Pittsburgh R10 and Denzel Mims for 20 and Chase Claypool. Um, I would not love that. <laughs> I would very much want like a pick back in return. Um, I don't know. I, cause I don't know if the Steelers would be looking to jump up anymore. Like I, like, do you think mm. the commanders are a threat to take a quarterback at 11 still? No, probably not. After the, after the Carson Wentz would think they made that deal because they didn't like this quarterback class. That would be my assumption. No. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I think there's more of a chance of trading out of four for a quarterback that's rising with like someone like uh, Carolina if they miss out on Watson, or Atlanta if they miss out on Watson, or Seattle if they miss out on Watson. Who I think already said no to Seattle, but um, I think there's more chance it happens at four than it happens at uh, ten. What do you think about that? Um. I guess it's it kind of depends on how, how the first few picks go, um, mm-hmm. but I always stuck that it would be more likely for them to trade out a pick ten than pick four because I think someone someone good's going to be there and I think they're going to want to pull the trigger on uh, someone who could come in and be an impact guy right you know from day one. Yeah, I guess I should clarify my stance. I think it's more likely that another team wants to trade into four as opposed to wanting oh, to trade okay. into ten. That that's that's more so what I meant okay. there. Um, That's fair. Yeah, I could but see yeah, that. I definitely agree with you. I do think 10 was the one that most people wanted to give up uh, for sure because it just it felt like it provided the most value while you still get that blue chipper. Pat Dunn 
celebrates four months of membership. He gets his own super chat for every month that you're a member here. You get a super chat each month for free. Uh, so do we build the JD statue out of stone or bronze? Also, this is new for a lot of fans. Seeing actual direction and a front office working together can't wait. Yeah, dude, this is different from what we've seen in the past. Now, obviously, the last two years, we have seen this second-tier type free agent signing, like Joe Douglas not going out and absolutely crushing it the first day. But he crushed it the first day, and he didn't even have to spend the crazy ton of money that that you've seen Jets uh, GMs spend in the past. I, what, how would you grade this particular offseason right now? Um, I'd like it. A minus, I, I would say, probably, like somewhere in that range. I, I think he's been very, very solid. Um, obviously, depending on what happens in the draft, like it, it's not over yet. And you have to round out your roster with depth. But, I mean, we hit at the top. You got a starting corner, a starting safety, starting tight end, a starting offensive guard. That's a really damn good spot, a start. And then you have four picks in the top 40, and you assume all four of those guys are going to be impact players too. So, mm -hmm. good stuff. Yeah, no, this is absolutely huge. When I'm looking at this, I, it's hard not to give Joe Douglas an A, and I do think a lot of it has to, it, it will hinge on the draft for sure, but I think it also hinges on how we kind of handle the rest of free agency. I love how we've done it so far, but if you could pick up, you know, a lower tier edge rusher, a wide receiver that you don't have to break the bank on, I don't know if I want to spend what I think it might take to get Allen Robinson. What do you think Robinson asks for now that friggin' Kirk got... Uh, 21 million down in friggin jacksonville yeah i don't know that was such a bizarre contract i don't get it uh, jacksonville's been spending like mike mccann levels right now um i don't i don't understand it at all i saw something i think it was rich samini tweeted it out it was like jacksonville hasn't had a compensation pick in like six or seven years and there's no way they're getting one next year <laughs> no <laughs> lord zero, no absolutely not. zero shot uh, Pulse Radiology drops in with Super Chat says DJ Reed 79% overall on Pro Football Focus at $11 million a year. For reference, Ramsey at 85% overall at $21 million a year. JC Jackson 82% at $16.5 million. Uh, steal for the Jets. Hashtag Joe Douglas. So I, I made my video for uh, the Reed and Whitehead signing just before we went live. And I want to read off a few things. So J.C. Jackson, I don't think I actually said this in the, in the video. I think I skipped over it by mistake. J.C. Jackson is six foot one. D.J. Reed is five foot nine. I've, I've heard people say, oh, you know, that's short. Maybe we're getting a slot corner. Completely disagree. And aside from his tape actually looking like he is playing a legitimate, like he plays taller than his height indicates. He has 31 and a half inch arms, same as J.C. Jackson but he has 10-inch hands compared to J.C. Jackson's 8-inch baby hands. <laughs> it's someone who's like three or four inches taller than him has like a way smaller hand. We like it for receivers. I like it for, for cornerbacks. Yeah, and like you said, he plays bigger than what he really is, and he's really good at coming down and making tackles mm -hmm. in the run game, which we know was a very big struggle for the Jets last mm -hmm. year. Yo, him and friggin' Whitehead can lay a lick. Yep. I love that Whitehead is as versatile as he is. I was looking at his snap counts, and he's almost exactly the same snap count at strong safety as he is at free safety. And that's something that we really valued with LaMarcus Joyner and Marcus May. That's kind of what we wanted to go into the year with. Uh, so having that positional flexibility is, is really nice from our safety position. 
So pulse radiology, I really like that. I agree. Dick Delgado drops in with a super chat. He says, I like the movies the Jets made. I think they can double their win total and still miss the playoffs. Hey, if we can double our win total every year, so we, we won, what, four games this year? We're going to get eight next year? That means we're going to get 16 in 2023. Super Cheers. Bowl, baby. Boom. <laughs> Lock it in. Sign me up. Come on. Sign. I think we'd all sign up for an eight-win year. Oh, absolutely. If I could get an eight-win year, I would be absolutely ecstatic. Uh, Mutt Viles drops in with Super Chat. Thanks, brother. He says, give me a center, either Linderbaum or free agent, uh, free agency. The Great Wall of Zach is built. Also, we hit picks four and ten. Best offseason in a long time. Let's go Jets in Joe Douglas. We trust 12 and five season. Okay, yes! let's pump the brakes. <laughs> That's what I want to see happen, baby. 12 and five from your lips to Joe Douglas's ears. Um, yeah, look, I, I want a center. I still would like to see that happen. I don't really love McGovern a whole heck of a lot. I'm not upset if we keep him throughout the year because it, like, if we don't sign one in free agency, I do think we're taking a developmental one in the draft, probably in like the fourth round or so, uh, and just let him learn behind McGovern for a season. And then if you feel comfortable, you know, you let him take over the reins next year. How do you feel about center overall? I think for this year, you're good with McGovern. And I think he's going to be improved even more so with uh, Lincoln Thompson on his right side and mm -hmm. a year or two ABC on his left. Um, I agree. I think drafting a developmental center in like, I don't know, the fourth round seems like a perfect kind of, you know, long-term solution. Yeah, it's just kind of, you don't have to spend a crazy high pick on this. Like, it's one of those things that I know people want Linderbaum. It's a sexy, you know, position and name for jet fans because you have uh mangold you have mawai just a great lineage of centers with the new york jets but it's just such a misallocation of resources that you could really get a top level center in rounds four or five and not have to like go too too crazy but you still have a top 10 center in mcgovern so you just kind of you know let this play out and we'll see what happens next year um let's see sorless celebrates 14 months of membership thank you brother he says what other signings would you guys expect to see? I'm hoping for Arden Key, edge rusher. I'm hoping for... I don't know who I want at receiver. Is there someone out there for a receiver that isn't named Allen Robinson that you're kind of keeping your eye on at all? Not really. I feel like that market's kind of dried up already. There's not really... Yeah. Like, even a depth guy. Uh, they brought back Braxton for depth. Uh, I don't know. There's not really anyone... Muscle Gage just got signed today. I, I don't... There's not really anybody standing against me still. The one that I think, and it's not so much a free agent signing as much as it could be a potential uh, opportunity, is I would trade some type of pick for DJ Moore, and I would send Denzel Mims down there, so that way Carolina could try and make a move for Deshaun Watson. That might be an opportunity to kind of... Because they're bidding right now with the, the Saints and the Falcons, so I think there's going to be a little bit of a bidding war going on, and you might be able to take advantage of it if you're the New York Jets. You know, that, that logic totally makes sense because, as you said, they're trying to get a better offer as the team in their own division. So any little bit helps, and I think that's a really good point. Yeah, I would I would strongly consider that if you could say, like I don't know, pick 35 and Denzel. Yeah, yeah, 100%. That solves your wide receiver issue. Um, and then you wind up freeing yourself up to still take tight end at some point. You could still take your edge rusher. You could still take 
you know, corner. I mean, it, it, would that in your mind, it, it would have to free up 10, I would think, right? You don't trade for, for DJ Moore and still take a receiver in the top 10, I wouldn't think. No, yeah, absolutely not. At 10, then you could t- you do a bunch of different things. Maybe you do take a sauce gardener there or um, or an edge at that spot if you take, you know, something else earlier at four. I don't know. You're right, though. It does free things up. Yeah, the one thing that I'm like not sure if I'm super in love with, <laughs> I'm a little, con- a little. I, I shouldn't say concerned because it's an area of need, but it's the thought that like defensive tackle is still like kind of potentially a, a sneaky position of need for the New York Jets, and I don't particularly love that after how much like assets we've spent into that position as Jet fans overall in the course of the last like ten years. Um, what do you think about defensive tackle? Like, you think that could be an area of need for us? I guess maybe they could use some depth, but I think bringing back Nathan, um, I wouldn't cut Sheldon Rankins. I would keep him, and then I would imagine Quinn and Williams and Ron Franklin Myers can help round out the interior, but I don't really want to spend any kind of premium sort of asset on that position. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I'm hoping that the, you know, retaining him is is our attempt at, you know, solving it. And we're like, okay, let's leave it alone for the rest of the offseason. We'll deal with it next year. Uh, Joe Payne drops in the super chat says this free agency screams edge in the first round, maybe trading down and grabbing a center. Uh, I don't see Joe Douglas drafting receiver in the first heading to Vegas to watch live. Let's LDG. What's LDG? Let's I would think I thought it was let's go jets, (laughs) but I totally like now. I don't know. I, I would assume that he'd meant to hit the F key for LFG, but that would just be nah, my guess. Uh, that makes sense. That's the polite version of saying it. Um, yeah, dude, I really like this. I, th- I do think edge rusher at four, even before free agency, it felt like that was the position that you should go at four. Like, I know, you know, two years ago when I was saying I really wanted C.D. Lamb, both a position in need, tackle, wide receiver, but you have to go tackle at the top of the draft if you like one there. I feel the same way at edge rusher, even though I want, like, Sauce or, or maybe some other potential players. I think edge rusher, while you could get one at 10, get your favorite one at four. Yeah, no, totally. I agree with that. And you're more than likely going to have your choice. I would think the only one that I think is going to be gone is uh, Hutchinson. So then whoever you like the best after that, grab at four. So how do you, uh, well, so here's something interesting, right? Like how do we see this top three breaking now that we've kind of seen the jet the best? (laughs) Jet the best. Thank you so much for joining the Jets Talk 24-7 family, brother. Guys, make sure you send in a bunch of J-E-T-S in there in the chat. Show our buddy all the cool emojis that we have down below. Um, So interesting thought process. Like, what happens now that we've seen free agent moves kind of happen? Like, obviously, with the Jaguars franchise tagging Robinson, signing Scherf, they're probably not going offensive line at the top of this draft. I think most people are going to have them penciled in for Hutchinson, like you said. Now, what do you think happens with Detroit at two? See, that's interesting. Um, I, I feel like, is, is it crazy to say that Kyle Hamilton could be on the board for them? Just someone no, who, I, like, t- I, takes over on that defensive side? I don't think it's going to be an offensive lineman because they just invested in Penny Sewell. I think they're going to want some for their defense. So I've got three players in mind which is not whittling things down at all. But you got Aaron Glenn as their defensive coordinator. So I think you could look at his success with the defensive backs from the Saints, like Lattimore or like Marcus Williams, 
And I could see him advocating for someone like Hamilton or Sauce at number two. Now, Sauce is from Michigan, so that would be a hometown pick. Uh, and I, I have heard rumblings of it. I've also heard rumblings of them loving Drake London. Now, I don't think he goes that high, but I've heard no. that they do really like him. That's interesting. Yeah, I don't think he goes. I, that would be a stunner if he went second overall. Right? Yeah. I think so, too. I mean, if you could say you're getting Mike Williams, I think at number two, you, you could probably justify that pick. But to me, it feels like it's going to be defense. It's either going to be corner, safety, or like Thibodeau. I think it's going to be one of those three at that particular point. And then I don't know what the Texans yeah. do, especially when, once the Texans trade Watson. If they trade him to Carolina and now they have three and six, they might go offensive line. If they want offensive line, they may go offensive line at three because the I don't think the Jets would go offensive line, but the Giants certainly could. Um, so it, their thought process and how they pick, I think, changes based on what they think the Jets are going to do and what they think the Giants are going to do. Yeah, I agree with that. And even if they keep Laramie Tunstall, which it looks like they're doing, I don't think that takes them out of the conversation to draft another tackle. I think it'd be silly not to, especially if you're getting a top 10 pick from Carolina for Deshaun Watson and you have someone at six, then take your edge rusher at six and take your favorite tackle at three, right? Yeah, I think that would be my my play for sure. There's enough edge rushers and there's not enough tackles. Like I think if the Jets wanted to trade down from four, the situation that you're kind of maybe paying attention to is Hutchinson going one, one of the defensive guys going two, or I guess if you get defensive guys going one, two, three, if you have that, or even, you know, one, two, one offensive lineman goes and the Jets are like, hey, who wants to come up in front of the Giants? Giants are going to take an offensive lineman. Carolina, do you want to jump up in front of them if maybe Watson doesn't go there? Or, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how this shakes out because I do think the top 10 just got a whole lot crazier with Russell Wilson leaving Seattle and Calvin Ridley getting dinged for gambling. Like, I don't, I think receiver is squarely in play for Atlanta. They have yep. no one. No, he, the, you could, the first wide receiver off the board is going to be eight. I think almost guaranteed at this point um, because you look at Russell Gage gone. Uh, Cordero Patterson's not coming back. Uh, obviously, Calvin Ridley, like they have zero at the wide receiver position. Um, I like that you mentioned Carolina because maybe they would want to move up and draft an offensive lineman in front of the Giants if they like. Let's say they prefer Neil over uh, Icky, but the other way around even. Um, and then for the Jets, I, I would slide back two spots if I'm getting an extra little bit of draft capital because, like you said, no, the Giants are taking an offensive lineman there. Um, so you can still probably get, even worst-case scenario, you move back to six and take Jermaine Johnson. That's not so bad. Yeah, no, absolutely. I I am I really like Jermaine Johnson. I would say, you know, outside of, like, the top two with Hutchinson and Thibodeau, I really like Jermaine Johnson. I like Trayvon Walker. I like um, – uh, who am I losing now? Karloftis. Isn't there another one? Who the hell am I missing? Ojibo. Ojibo. <laughs> I wouldn't take Ojibo top ten, but I do like all. I, I like a lot of edge rushers. So if we wind up moving a little bit, I'm not uh, too banged up about it. Uh, let's see. Joe Payne was the last one. Who we got? Brian Dolan with the super chat. Brian, thank you so much, brother from Jet Nation. Uh, he says Watson meeting with Browns per NFL Network. Yeah, the Browns I think are like a really great spot for Watson. Cause I do think they're a quarterback away. And I do think sending Baker back to Texas cause he played at Texas tech. Um, wouldn't be the worst decision for them. 
but if I'm looking at teams and like who can really offer the most to um, Houston, I would love to knock him out of the AFC. So he so he goes to the NFC. I mean, first and foremost for us, the AFC is friggin' loaded at this point. Uh, yeah. And then I would probably say going to Car. I think Carolina just has all the draft assets, not all of them, but a lot of them. And then. I mean, aside from the Jets and Giants, we, and I guess maybe Philly. Philly probably has enough draft assets to go get them, but I haven't really heard much on the Philly front. No, I don't think Philly's in the mix here. I really think it's down to the Panthers, the Saints, the Falcons, and the Browns, which the Falcons are surprising. That kind of seemed to come out of nowhere today. I think So I originally thought the Saints were weird. Like For me, it felt like they were trying to drive the price up for the Panthers, but I definitely think the Falcons are trying to do that. I think if you can get your division rival, who seems like they're best positioned to get this quarterback anyway, to really pony up more and more. Now, it depends, because Watson does still have his no-trade clause, and he already declined the Panthers once at the trade deadline. So there's a possibility that he declines them again and doesn't want to go there. Now, the exciting thing about him potentially going to the Carolina Panthers is that if Rule is fired after one year, I would bet Sean Payton is eyeing the Panthers real hard next year. Yeah, or, I mean, what, what would happen if uh, he went to the Saints? Do you think Sean Payton would want to come back, take his old job back? Be like, sorry, I, Dennis Allen, I want to come back. They were talking about that this morning on the radio, and I was like, oh, man, that would suck. It would be one of those situations where it's like, okay, like, I feel like he's obviously, like, one of the best head coaches ever. Like, do you just, like, bail on the guy you just signed? Like, I don't know. I don't think the Saints would do that. I don't think Sean Payton would do it. I don't know. That's an interesting talk. Interesting talking point. <laughs> for be sure. a real dick move. Oh, it really would, dude. It'd be so frustrating for them. Uh, Steve loves Super Chat. Steve loves Super Chat. Where is Steve loves Super Chat? Who did I miss? Oh, I did. I did miss Steve Love. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Sorry, Steve. Let me let me get your uh, super chat. Let me find it. Uh, oh, geez, I must have missed. Oh, geez, I missed like two. Okay, I'm all over the place tonight. Sorry, boys. Let me find this. Michael, where's Michael's super? Okay, I gotta go higher than that. This is what happens when I'm like talking and trying to do too many things at once. Happens. Just all over the place. That's taps any button. Okay, so let me scroll down. I will find it. We need a producer. We really do. Just someone behind the scenes. <laughs> Thomas Cahill. We did that one. We did that one. Which one am I looking for? Oh, Steve Love. Okay. Oh, geez. Okay, hold on. I'm all over the place. I, I missed a whole bunch of these. <laughs> Let me add these to the... Did you get thing. lost? Dude, I'm like... I'm. Once we get Sauce Gardner, I'm going to be lost in the sauce. <laughs> But I can't. I have. While you're doing that, I have a very interesting stat that I could read off to you. It's kind of depressing. Yeah, yeah at the absolutely. Same time I, I found one that I missed before, too. So I'll get to Steve's as well. I'm going to keep scrolling down. And I think I have to get Mike as well. So, Steve and Mike, I'll get both your super chats. I think Richard Delgado just threw me off my game. <laughs> That's what wound up happening. I, saw being up. I was like, ah, that dick. Uh, yeah, okay. Read me that stat, Matt. So. Nathan Shepard is now the first Mike McCagnan draft pick to get a second contract from the Jets. 
Ooh. Is that depressing? Woof. <laughs> yeah. That's that's pretty awful. Um, yeah. That... I don't I don't know how else to how else to take that. Uh, let's see. I got Thomas that's... K. Hills. Did I have his in here? Thomas K. Hills. Unstopper, making it look easy. Okay, I think I'm all caught up with all my super chats now. Now let me just <laughs> find them all. Okay, so uh, what is that? Matt Matt says Matthias says McGovern isn't the best center. We can improve. I do agree. I think you can improve from McGovern. I think his attitude uh, rubbed me the wrong way in the uh, in the Patriot game. Uh, then we have Sorry. Michael Felice says, I think we take edge at four and Drake London at 10. Matt, what say you? Um, I would prefer both, I think, Garrett Wilson or Traylon Burks over Drake London. Um, I'm not the biggest London fan. I think he goes in the first round, but he is definitely a little bit behind those other two guys that I mentioned. So I, I don't think USC has had his... Uh, pro day yet so we haven't seen him run the 40 and i think that's going to be a big thing as to where he winds up going because people want to see the speed for sure but yeah. i think the jets are definitely in love i shouldn't say in love but i think if there's a receiver they are in love with drake london is it because we were really high on mike williams we wanted to go after him real hard and he's the same exact size <laughs> as drake london so like if i'm looking at what they're looking at that's the receiver that seems to make sense to me Okay. See, I always think my personal preference is Traylon Burks, but I feel like Garrett Wilson would be the one that the Jets really like for his route run abilities. Yeah, no, I agree. But I think it's weird. Like, if I'm looking at the receivers and you like Mike Williams, what other receiver in this draft sort of reminds you of that, you know, kind of player? Yeah. No, that's fair. That's totally a fair way to look at it. Uh, let's see. We got Steve Love. I apologize for missing your super chat before. Catching back up on this stuff. <laughs> Thank you for the super chat, brother. Uh, he says, my kid wants to see the chicken. Uh, shout out SJ for me. SJ. Who's SJ? Do you know SJ? No, but I was going to say, say shout sure. out hey, SJ. SJ. And that's probably his son. Uh, SJ. That's probably his son. Yeah, dude, you're awesome. You're the coolest dude. Let me see if I can get the, the chicken. Let me get the chicken. Hold on. Now, I don't have it in all my <laughs> scenes over here, so oh, I have to figure no. out. Oh, will it let me do this? I don't think it'll let me do this. No, I have to add it to the scene. Hold on, give me one second. I'll, I'll get it. I'm going to have to switch over to this one for just a second. Um, it's okay. Ba, 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 ba. And then I'm going to go back up to here. See, we're doing it for the chicken. Right. <laughs> there he is. There's the chicken. <laughs> Boom! You're out of here! <laughs> <laughs> oh god i love the chicken steve love thank you so much for the super chat brother and sj you're still the man uh who else do we have okay sorry i'm just trying to get this in the order that we got it all right we did brian albert sue is up next albert sue comes in with a super chat uh he says do you need a shutdown corner like sauce with a zone scheme um i think you could use a cornerback and a lockdown cornerback in any scheme. I don't think it's necessarily, you know, because so we play zone, I think it was 65% of the time. So the other 35%, we're still playing zone. And not to mention your most important downs on third down. We are in zone, or sorry, in man coverage a lot. 
a whole lot. So I do think cornerback is important, but I don't think it's necessarily a number four or potentially a number 10 need. Like there's a few other corners that I do like that could be there in the second round. Yeah, no, totally. And I mean, I feel like we say this every single week, but how many times has Robert Sala talked about pass rush being the most important thing with his defense? I think that's where they mm -hmm. look to add their premium assets in the draft. Yeah, 100%. Uh, Disregard Papa drops in with a super chat, says, my draft is Thibodeau at four, London at 10, Jordan Love at 35, and Trey McBride at 38. It, am I reading that right? <laughs> Jordan, I, it's got to be, it's, it's got to be some other out. safety. Um, Could it be Jordan Davis? Yeah, He's know. not falling that far. I don't Who know. Who the hell is he Jordan Love? I don't, I don't know. know. I thought I need assistance. I, I'm confused. <laughs> I don't. Know I thought he was talking about a safety, but then I was like, "There's no Jordan who's a with the first thing that, that's safety that I could think of at least." Dude, I'm right there know. with you. Uh, all right, let's see. Thomas Cahill drops in with a super chat. Thank you, Thomas. Uh, he says, let's see. It seems the front office thinks interior defensive line was suspect in 2021. If John Franklin Myers moves inside, it will help, but we need a run stopper. Oh, God, man, I don't know how we do that. I kind of, I don't know. I really, I like don't want defensive tackle. It's like such a non, like really sexy pick. Like I want like those, like, I want the edge rusher. I want the receiver. I want the corner. I want the tight end. Like, give me a defensive tackle late. <laughs> I don't want one right now. Yeah. If the Jets get beat a little bit in a run game because of the interior of the defensive line, I'm willing to live with that in 2022 because, well, I think there's just more important things that needs to get fixed first. Like, I'm, I'm not naive in saying it's not an issue. It, it is, but it doesn't rank nearly high enough for me to address it that early. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm on that same wavelength. Uh, Nose Kills drops in the super chat. He says, love Joe Douglas addressing needs and free agency so we are not forced to draft for need and we don't hang the season on hitting on a certain pick. Uh, he makes it look easy. Yeah, look, I love what Joe Douglas is doing and he's doing exactly what you need to do. You don't overpay for guys, but you get guys that plug holes so you can take the best available player in the draft. Look at all his contracts that he's given out. Last, well, three, two years? Three years. They're all one or two year deals. A draft pick, a first round pick, and a second round pick. Five years for the first round, four years for the second round. So trust me, he's still building through the draft. And I just love the mindset in free agency. Matt, how are you feeling about Joe Douglas? Agree. Like the I just couldn't stand the notion that it was like, oh, you can only build through the draft. You can't possibly like don't spend in free agency. It's stupid. No. You have to be able to add to your roster through free agency, which it feels like he's doing. He didn't, you know blow the bank like what Jacksonville did yesterday for anybody. He's, I, I think it's been smart so far, honestly. Yeah, no, 100%. Uh, Kevin drops in with Super Chat says, I love DJ Reed signing. How is Whitehead? I love both of them. Whitehead actually played in the Super Bowl with a torn labrum. So this dude is Sick. tough. Like, between him and Yuzma, Yuzma played with, uh, or no, it was Yuzma might have been the torn labrum. I don't know. One of them, or no, he was the, he was the sprained MCL in the Super Bowl. And Whitehead was the torn labrum. So we got some tough, tough guys coming in here and guys that can lay a lick. I like it. I'm a big fan. Uh, Thomas Cahill says, I missed his super chat, but I don't think I missed his super chat because I, I think it was just like in line. So I'm pretty sure I got it. 
Um, I think he's talking about the interior part of the defensive line. And then we talked about the tackle already. So I think I think we are caught up on that. Um, okay. Who was next? Brian, oh, nope. Uh, Dupra Cabra drops on the super chat says London greater than Burks 130 plus yards in six of eight games played oh man now that is awesome but it's also something you you do have to take a little bit with a grain of salt he was force fed in that USC offense so he was really like featured there I don't know if he's going to be featured quite that way if he were to come to the Jets um and I do think there's some value to Burks being that sort of Debo Samuel-esque player. But I think maybe that... Would you say bringing Berrios back makes it a little less likely we go after someone like a Burks? Or does it just not matter at all? I was kind of trying to piece that together and I couldn't quite figure it out. Yeah, I don't think it really matters that much. Um, no, yeah, I had to think about it for a second, but I don't think it would matter. And... Um, as far like, yeah, London put up really good numbers, but I don't think like there's a lot more than just looking at the stats or evalu evaluating these prospects because like you said, the context of, and the offenses that we're in and stuff like that also matters here too. hundred percent. Uh, Brian Dolan drops in with another stat. He says, if London runs sub five, uh, four, five, five run to the podium, if he does that, that's like special for that height. <laughs> it would be like, he's got yeah. such an enormous wingspan. I, I, I've heard people say he doesn't separate, and I I don't know how to judge that, I think, um, at least at the college level with someone who's so big because he doesn't really have to separate. And I don't know if that's going to be an issue at the NFL level with cornerbacks that can play taller than their height. Um, do you think that there's any issue with separating when you're that tall? No, I don't look at that as an issue, really. I mean, to, if anything... I would think of him as like a big red zone target, almost like what Brandon Marshall was for the Jets that year in 2015. Mm -hmm. um, and that separation isn't necessarily what worries me with him. It's um, at the speed, which you're right. If he runs on four five five, I think he is going to skyrocket up the, up the draft board here. Brian Dolan drops it with another super chat. Thank you, brother. Uh, he says Thibodeau is Dion Jordan 2.0 with worse attitude. God, that like scares the snot out of me. <laughs> I really, I've, I've said I'm off the KT train. I will say I will go with whatever Joe Douglas does. I trust Joe Douglas's eye in terms of scouting players and finding talent because even though you want to poo-poo his 2020 draft, I still think Mekhi Becton is insanely talented. I do think Denzel Mims is insanely talented. And I do think we got you know, other guys that are highly athletic and things of that nature. So I think he can identify talent. I just think, you know, some players just won't work out all the time. Thibodeau, for me, it's the mindset. I'm worried about the my brand kind of a thing because I think you're running into a situation where, like, he's going to believe he's the smartest player in the room all the time or the smartest person in the room all the time. And I, I'm not sure if I love that dynamic. I don't know. It's just there's something that rubs me the wrong way with him. And, like, the talent's there but I don't know if I love the personality. I really don't feel that way uh, about him. Um, I, I think his interviews, especially at the Combine, were, were fine. I think he comes off as someone who really uh, wants to improve and, you know, hone in on his uh, craft. He was talking about watching the, uh, you know, NFL film and trying to take some things from different guys. Um I don't know. Like, I feel like just a few months ago, most fans were talking about 
oh, well, it kind of sucks that we beat Jacksonville because we lost that on either Aiden Hutchinson or Kayvon Thibodeau. And now a majority of the fans are like, oh, we can't possibly touch Kayvon Thibodeau even if he's there at four. It's like, well, nothing really happened in the last two months. Where did this come from? No, it's one of those things that, like, you know, we haven't watched him play at all. We've only seen combines and interviews. I think the Alabama comment during, like, just before the uh, the uh, the national championship game was the start of people being like, huh, that was odd. And then, like, I think people looked a little more critically at him. Uh, and I think he's, it's probably gone from, like, hey, this guy is, like, Chase Young level edge rusher to, like, which I think is way too high for him. And then I think it kind of swung back the other way. And I think you'll see that pendulum start to come back. I do think he, I don't think he's necessarily a lock to be the second edge rusher off the board. I think you could see one of the other edges slide in in front of him. Do you think you could see that? Possibly. I saw a mock draft that had KT going eight, which I think is wild. But if if that's what the NFL sees, that's what they see, I guess. I don't know. I saw a few of that. I think, was it Jeremy? Or no, it was uh, Todd McShay. Tom McShay had him going eight to the Falcons. Yeah, it was somebody. I didn't remember who, but yeah, they had Jermaine Johnson as the second one off the board. So it happened. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's see. We got Lefty Glover coming in with a super chat. Lefty says, what's up, fellas? Love the content. Would you trade the fourth overall pick for DK Metcalf and the ninth overall pick from the Seattle Seahawks? Just a thought. Yes, I would. I would trade if, if they want it. He's basically saying, would you trade back from four to nine to take DK. I would do that in a heartbeat. No questions asked. I think I would too. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah. I mean, you still I get, you get to pick yes. ninth and 10th. <laughs> What's not to like about it? You still get your edge rusher at nine and then whoever you want at 10, you could go with N'Kobe Dean. You could go with Linderbaum. I mean, who knows? The world's your oyster at that point. I would try to trade down yeah, that's from true. one of those. Get some more. Yeah. No, that's true. I think about it a second, but I would say yes. That's what a, a lot of times when I get questions like this, I'm like, hmm, I haven't thought about this. I need to, you know, noodle it around a little bit. <laughs> it's always like a thought process here. Guys, if you're just tuning in, make sure you hit that like button on the way in. For every 25 likes we get, we're going to pick a qualifier for our t-shirt giveaway at the end of this stream. Green Bean should be hopping on here in just a little bit. Ooh, sorry. Uh, I do have Matt Morris and Bino as our qualifiers so far for our t-shirt giveaway. I've been slow on the Nightbot thing in the chat, so I'm going to start picking them out now. Just hang around in the chat, and uh, you could possibly win a shirt at the end of this stream. Uh, thank you, Stu, or Albert Sue. Sorry, words are hard. Thank you for the super chat. <laughs> he says, if KT and Hutch are gone, would you swap four with the G-Men at seven to get more picks? Ooh, that's an interesting thought process. What would you need to get to move down from four to seven? And who are we realistically losing at that point? Cause I mean, I guess you kind of have to know, well, if you say those two are off the board and then maybe it's like an offensive lineman and the giants want to come up for their offensive lineman, I would want five. I don't think I want to run the risk of like, you know, going two yeah. picks back. Like give me, give me a third round pick and you can come up one pick to get your offensive lineman. Yeah, um, no, I I agree with you. I don't want to go all the way back to seven because then you're probably losing Jermaine Johnson at that point. Yeah, I, I like Jermaine Johnson a lot. He's well-spoken. I really loved his interview at the Combine. I thought he seemed like a very humble guy. Um, now, maybe some of that is me just like <laughs> not loving the way uh, Thibodeau kind of handled some of that stuff. And maybe I'm just looking at it, you know, with a jaded lens, but I like him a lot. 
Uh, AZ Jets drops in the super chat, says, with free agency, draft is shaping out to be edge at four, wide receiver at 10. 100% agree. I think we're all sort of thinking that same thing at this particular point in time. Uh, NY Jets forever, uh, Jets fan forever, says, can we trade for Nick Bosa since he was with Salah in San Francisco? No. <laughs> no way. Dude, you don't trade a top I, end I, rusher. I, I mean, if you could, I'd give him number I four. that way. I'll get, I mean, I, sure. Because Bosa's, did Bosa sign a massive contract yet? This is the year he's allowed to negotiate now because it's the Quinnen year. Yeah. I don't think he signed one yet, but it, it doesn't matter. Pay him whatever. Dude, if, if there was a situation where they made him available because they didn't want to pay him, I'm giving him number four all day. <laughs> I don't know what else I would give, but number four in a heartbeat. Um, let's see. We got Harry W. And keep it simple, RC. RC. As qualifiers as well for our t-shirt giveaway. Uh, let's see. Denzel Mims Matters drops in with a super chat. Says, <laughs> if Evan Neal is there at four, do the Jets actually pass on him? And Miles Jack has to be a Jet in 2022. Look, I really want Miles Jack. I think the upside is really high with him. Uh... I do like the connection with Salah as well. I would say, no, the Jets should not take Evan Neal at four because, like Matt said earlier, where are you going to play him? You already got AVT. You got McGovern. You got uh, you just signed Lakin Tomlinson to 12 or $13 million a year. You're bringing back Fant. It, the, ro the room's too crowded to dr take someone with the number four overall pick, and I consider the offensive line a strength. So I would go for our weaknesses as opposed to our strength when drafting. No, a, th a thousand percent. I'm not saying don't bring any more depth in besides what you already have, but I, I don't think you could do that. It was a different conversation before you signed Lincoln Tomlinson, but that kind of, in my eyes, put it to bed. Yeah, I think so as well. Uh, let's see who is up next. Natra Brown. Thank you so much for the super chat, brother. Uh, he says, pick up. Uh, pickups have been cool on defense. Will look great with Lawson and Thibodeau coming off the edge, but can we get some linebackers who run sideline to sideline with play recognition that can stop a damn screenplay? Oh, man, dude, that drove me bananas. <laughs> I, from what I heard, they really like Quincy Williams and they really like C.J. Mosley, but that doesn't, like, do it for me. Like, I want, at, oh. I would love to bring in Miles Jack and I would love to bring in, like, a draft pick but I don't know if you wind up devoting that much resources to guys that you may not have starting. Um, I don't know. The I mean, I guess you have three of, linebackers. Like, like, who are we starting at will linebacker in your mind? Right now? Yeah, like, is it Nasir Dean? Is it, you know, Sherwood? Sherwood? I don't I know, guessed. right? Like, could could Jack play that role? I, I, he's pretty fast. I don't know. Like, I haven't watched him enough to really know one way or the other. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think it would be a really big mistake if they went in with uh, both Mosley and Quincy as like their starting linebackers. I love Quincy coming in like rotation or even on early down, but he can't cover worth a damn. And even CJ Mosley getting up there in age, he really struggled at times in coverage last year too. So I think that'd be a massive liability in the past game if they stuck with this linebacker crew. Guys, if you're just hopping in, make sure you hit that like button on the way in. Uh, for every 25 likes we get, we're going to pick a qualifier for our t-shirt giveaway at the end of this stream. And if you're watching this after fact, make sure you leave a comment down below 
uh, and you'll get entered into tomorrow's or into next week's t-shirt giveaway. Right now we have Matt Morris, Bino, Harry W, Keep It Simple RC, TA Rugs, Matthew Smith, and Daniel Quigley as our qualifiers. I'm going to keep picking some guys throughout the chat, or Nightbot is going to pick them throughout the chat. So make sure you hang around with us as we go through some questions here. And we do have Green Bean coming in in just a little bit. Uh, in just a little bit of time. Uh, Mutt Files drops in with a super chat. Thank you, Mutt Files. He says, just to let you know, streams at 1,000... <laughs> thousand viewers smash that like button for these uh for this fire off season also if we traded four or ten for a star player who do you guys want let's get this train rolling once again 12 and 5 let's go jets <laughs> i'm like ron burgundy i have to read what's on the teleprompter uh love it <laughs> yeah dude i i want to see this a thousand people in the stream there's no reason we can't get 600 likes right now come on boys and girls and actually this is a perfect time to plug this. If you are new to the channel or new to Jets YouTube content creators and haven't hung out with us during our draft stream, it is so much fun. <laughs> this thing that the chat lights up, like we're, we're slightly delayed. So you guys are going to see some stuff before we get to see it. So after the pick is made, if you're watching TV, come back over here, hop on the stream and you get to see our reactions in real time. And what happens is we throw the actual footage up on. So you get to see the commissioner come out and make the the selection and everything. It's a lot of fun. We really have a good time here. Uh, Jose. Ooh, you know what? I should have gone back to Mutt Viles. Hold on. Let me go back to Mutt Viles because he, he said if we had to trade for a player. Oh, yeah. It. Come on. This, this, is, this is me, you know, flubbing this up. All right. Try this again. Uh, if you had to trade for a star player, who would you want, Matt? Ooh, this is a tough question. Uh, um, I don't know. DK, I guess. I don't. I don't really want to give up ten for DK, though. That's kind of my thinking as well. I mean, like, I, I would give up ten for DK. Like, we need a receiver for sure. And if Seattle wants to make a play for him, it's ten. Um, I would say if I had to give up a pick for someone, it's a second round pick for DJ Moore. That would okay. be my. Um, you know, I'm still kind of on the trade for a receiver train, just because, like we've seen, I don't think we're going to attract the free agents you know free agent wide receivers and there's not much left either so not no not there the really best. isn't um who's up next we got jose jose he says you want separation go watch christian watson's tape dude that's who i want in the second round <laughs> like <laughs> i've been saying that like i i still even with free agency i want an edge rusher at four I want sauce at 10. I want receiver at 35. I want tight end at 38. Or you could go safety at 38 and you can go tight end in the third round. I don't care. But I really want a receiver in the second round. I don't love the idea of going top 10, but I do understand it based on how free agency has kind of gone. Now, my question, does competition scare you at all with Watson at ND State? Um... Not necessarily. I think we saw him do well at the Senior Bowl. I think we saw him perform well against his peers at the Combine. And the kid looked fast on tape anyway. So I'm not going to overthink it too much. I mean, I'll be honest. I thought he was a third or fourth round pick prior to the Combine. And then when he blew it up, I don't think he makes it to our third round pick. Um, if they think that's the case, then yeah, pull the trigger in the third round. But I, I think there's going to be a lot of really good receivers at the top end of the second. Like, I think you could see Traylon Burks fall. I think you could see Jamison Williams fall. 
Dotson could be there, Pickens could be there, uh, and then you obviously have someone like Watson as well. Um, I don't know how things shake out. Like, Williams is kind of, for me, I really, I want to find a way to get Williams because I think he's the best receiver in this draft, and it's just like the torn ACL and everything. Like, maybe he falls, but I I don't know. You look at how the think, NFL has handled it, right? Gallup got 65, yeah. $62 million. Godwin got the franchise tag. No one cares about the ACL tears anymore. Yeah, I still I think he's gonna end up going top twenty. Like someone like uh, Philly who has a million picks could afford to use one of them on him. Or even like New Orleans, I feel like could use a pick on him because the amount of talent that they have still. Um, I I don't see him getting to the second round. Yeah, yeah, that's it's a pipe dream, I guess. Uh, Jets media, Richie drops into the chat. Woo-hoo. He says, "Let's go Jets!" Loving the moves today. We love you, Richie. We got to get you on here again. The best. The best around. Scar City. (laughs) You came here for the karaoke. Uh, Would you slide from four to six and Robbie Anderson? (laughs) Ooh. Oh, I didn't even think of this. No, but I would trade down from four to six for DJ Moore. DJ Moore. Yeah. Wow. Long long Panthers receiver. Right. That's a big boy move. That's, I wouldn't have thought of that. See, this is Scar City giving me ideas and stuff. <laughs> Would you make yeah, that trade? Uh, not for Robbie, but for DJ Moore, probably, yeah. I think you'd have to at that point. Uh, let's see what else we got. Uh, Nat King celebrates 11 months of uh, membership. I didn't see a comment associated with it. Let me just scroll through real quick, make sure I didn't miss it. Um this is it. I see. I really. I, we got to get. <laughs> we need someone to work the behind the scenes. Too much stuff going on. We'll get it. We'll get it. I don't see it. I don't see it. I just see the the little um, no. thing there. What's up? You seem like you seem like you're like you wanted to Me? say something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh no! I was just saying. Oh no! That we can't find the the chat. Oh. <laughs> uh three six nine mafia three six nine feeling fine um sorry thank you for the super chat he said would you trade back with the giants four and ten for theirs oh so you're saying if the giants want if we could take five and seven yeah i'd do that all day five and seven so they could come up to four that would be a silly move for them yeah yes i i agree i would do that in a second too uh, let's see what else we got over here. Is it Gabe? I think Gabe's up. Yeah, Gabe <laughs> says, was Green Bean at Santa school? He's driving right now. So he's, I don't know where he is. But he, <laughs> Poor guy. He's, he's somewhere. He said he would be on in about 45 minutes or so. Uh, let's blow through a few of these super chats real quick, and then we got to say bye to Matt. Uh, let's see. Yo, it's Vin. Drops in with a super chat, says, Matt sounds like a robot. LOL, still need a kicker. Matt does not sound like a robot. He's He got like a slight drop of audio occasionally. It's not bad. It's way better than last week for sure. Yeah, you know what? I don't know. I, I have beat with Optimum right now. It's been in bed for a, a week, about a week and a half. So uh, I'm going to blame them. So let's direct our hate towards Optimum instead of me. Is that fair? Yeah. Screw Optimum. Those jerks. <laughs> Damn cable companies. What the hell did I just get? Oh, I got an alert saying bring out the garbage. Good thing I already did it. Actually, Becca did it. I didn't Mark. do it. Sorry. Um, <laughs> still, still in her uh, her thunder. 
Uh, Matt. It's oh, hold on. We got a super chat from Thomas. Let's go to Thomas. See, we got it. We'll you got to get in your super chats like real fast because Matt's heading out. Um, Thomas Cahill says more Watson and Davis with Juju in the slot and McBride at tight end. So uh, sound good. No, I don't want Juju. I don't want Juju. No. Um, but I do like more Watson Davis. I do like that and McBride at tight end. I would do that. Yeah, that's intriguing to me. I'm out on Juju also. He, he just annoys me. I don't know if it's, you know what? I think it's the TikTok. And I, I'm a oh, huge TikTok is. fan, but I, he's just, I don't know. He's a pain in the ass with it. Dude, he's just, it, it's one of those personalities where he cares about himself more than like the team. And it's, it's the same feeling I got about, I, not exactly the same as Thibodeau, but, you know, similar, you know, wavelength, I think. Um, we'll see. Uh, all right, Matt, we have hit the time of the show where you have to say farewell. Uh, any words you want to say for our panel tonight? Absolutely love hanging out with you guys. It's an absolute blast. Uh, if you haven't already, check out my stuff at O'Leary NY. We have player cards available for every free agent signing so far on Patreon, by the way. If you guys want to subscribe, patreon.com at O'Leary NY. So, there you Ooh, go. I love it. Matt, it's been a lot of fun. You've been ejected from the... Oh, wait, I could do the ejector seat thing, can I? Ha-ha. <laughs> Boom! You're out of here! <laughs> You're out of here, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> Take it easy, brother. I'll see you next week. All right, how do I do this? All right, that's not what I wanted to do. Where's me? Where is me? All right, let's do this again. No, oh, there You're goes the chicken. See, this is what happens when I don't set stuff up ahead of time. All right. See, I got flustered with that final one. I guess I could go over to... Yeah, you know what? I'm going to hang out here, because when Green Bean pops in, we're going to pop his name over here. Let's let's change it to uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna change Green Bean's name to Missing Bean, <laughs> and then when Green Bean comes in, that's where he's gonna wind up. All right, let's look at the chat. I want to hear what you guys have to say. Um, oh wow, look at this! Look at this! This is like you know, <laughs> Matt hops off. And our buddy Green Bean hops in. No. So I probably should have talked to Green Hello? Bean and mentioned like that I was just throwing him on the stream, but he's on the stream right now. Green Bean, can you hear me? Who is? You are. I can. Can you hear me? Is is this ain't no happenstance? Yeah. I don't even see you. It's the craziest really? thing. I can't do, do shit. No, I, can I, hear I hear you. I can you, see though. you. You got a little oh, bit of like uh, stuttery camera going on, but it's not too bad. I can, I can hear you. Yeah. Oh, it's so bad, dude. I can't do anything. I'm in the middle of Arizona. I, I wanted to show you guys some beautiful stuff, but uh, it's not working. And I can't get on. So well, let me see why it says I'm on air. Yeah, Where's, I, can, I don't I can see, see you, right Ryan. I can see you. If you can't see me and you can at least hear me, we can still have a show. <laughs> We have the technology. Um, so I guess let's go this way. Yeah, I mean, if I can hear you, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. Let's, um, okay, let me yeah. take a look. Okay. I think I have some super chats in here. I want to get rid of Thomas's one. Um, let's see. Was it Natra? Yes. Okay, Natra Brown drops in with a super chat and says... Was the rumor uh, uh, true about the Jets trying to trade Wilson and a few first-round picks for Watson today? 
I saw that rumor yesterday, and there's absolutely <laughs> no truth to that whatsoever. There's no way right. they're going after Watson. Last year, 100%, I think there was an absolute uh, realistic shot we were going to, but I don't think that's the case now. Because, one, if you have to trade Wilson, you're hitting like 20 or 30 million dead cap, plus you've already signed a bunch of guys. Like, it's going to leave you like no money. Now you can move money around and make it work for sure. we got a bunch of money available next year, but... I would be surprised if they made that move. It felt like we were kind of growing a chemistry here, and Zach Wilson has a shit ton of talent. So I'm uh, I'm riding riding Wilson till he uh, crumbles. How how say you, Green Bean? Yeah, those rumors are funny, man. You know the I uh, I saw a thread about that, and the uh, the source was it uh, the source for it was a guy who said he's got like 500 subs. And he's our followers, and he says, supposedly, this happened today. That's it. That's all it was. And it just spread like wildfire. Um, I don't believe it for two seconds. One second, I did. One. But as soon as the number, the second second came in, I was like, get the fuck out of here. You know, and uh, like you said, last year, before we had Zach and the whole thing, I think absolutely. But they're building something, man. And... Uh, you know, if it didn't take three firsts and Zach Wilson and seconds, and maybe if they were like, hey, Zach Wilson and a first, maybe they would consider or something like that. But, dude, that would be four first-round picks, seconds. Like, I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't see it. So, you get know? this. I don't Someone's creeping in our chat right now. <laughs> I, I haven't seen his it? name pop up, but he's qualified for our T-shirt giveaway. Mr. Jake Asman. Is it me? <laughs> no, Jake. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I saw I saw him get qualified, so he might. Maybe he's listening to us in the background. Jake, we got to get you on the show. We got to get you on again. I want to hear your your takes on stuff. Um, guys, yeah, make sure well, you hit that like button on the way just, in. Oops, sorry. Make sure you hit that like button on the way in. Me? For every twenty five likes you get, we're gonna sorry. pick a t shirt winner for our, our t shirt qualifier for our t shirt giveaway at the end of the stream. Uh, right now we got Matt Morris, Bino, Harry W, Keep It Simple RC, T A Rugs. Matthew Smith, Daniel Quigley, Brandon McNeely, Jake Asman, uh, Jorge Galvez. You guys are all qualified for our end of the stream giveaway. Uh, Greenbean, I do want to get your thoughts on free agency. How have you felt the Jets have done so far, like to this point? Are you sure you can hear me? I can hear you. I can hear you loud and clear. Yeah? Okay. Um, well, let me tell you this today. I've been traveling all day, so I haven't been able to keep up. I just caught up maybe 10 minutes ago. Uh, I see that Nathan Shepard was re-signed. That's important. That's, that's a big one. Uh, I know everybody's probably throwing confetti in the air so for that one, a, but I think we've, uh, we've got a poll in the live chat to rate Joe Douglas's off season so far. And it was like 73% a and then we signed Shepard yeah. and it took a dip. I was like, oh no. <laughs> I guess that works. That's awesome. That's really funny, man. We're a funny bunch. See, there is there's humor running through uh Jet Nation, man. So I, I like it. But here's here's what I'll tell you, man. I mean, and look, we talked about this for years now, but even months leading up to this. Joe Douglas has a plan everybody he is in year three of a six-year plan six-year contract he had to clean everything out 
He got his quarterback and his coaching staff last year. He built up a whole bunch of capital. He cleaned up McCagnon's dead money. He, he got a whole bunch of additional draft assets and money, and he's using it. Okay? I think uh, going out there and getting Lakin Tomlinson was priority one for many Jets fans, including myself. He was my number one right guard. I liked James Daniels. I liked Kappa. But I thought Lakin Tomlinson would be the smoothest transition. He went out there, move number one, gets a right guard, and it happens to be Lakin Tomlinson. I think that's an A+. Then he goes, what's the other knock on Joe Douglas? He doesn't keep any of his own guys. Next move, he, re he signs Berrios. For $10 million? $9 million, like we were told? No. For six million dollars, uh, so you know this is, and then on and on and on. I love um, Uzoma, love him. Now, would I have preferred Schultz if he was available? Yeah, of course. But I think he's an upgrade over Griffin and Brown and Croft, and that's what his job is: is to upgrade the vet tight end. I'm really happy. I uh, I, I I would have liked to seen them uh, seal the deal with Marcus Williams, but I do like Whitehead a whole bunch. Another young guy coming in. I think it's great. Um, now, but the, correct me if I'm wrong. Did they pay Whitehead fourteen point five million total for per year or total? Total. Oh yeah. Now yeah, we're right. talking. So you're talking. We See, got instead I... of spending fourteen million on Marcus Williams, we spent eighteen million and got a top corner, like a top ten corner, and we got a you know a starting safety. Right. So I'll be honest, Reed, I'm not all that I'm not all that up on. You know, I just I just looked, man, and I saw he has some numbers that are in the top ten, like you just said, but I can't lie and tell you guys that I really know all that much about him. Whitehead, on the other hand, I like. You know, and I was like, Oh, okay. That's good. But the way that I heard it was that we gave him fourteen five per year. Oh, so yeah, I was like, dude, if you're gonna pay white <laughs> right, right. <laughs> If you're going to pay Whitehead 14.5, why the hell didn't you seal the deal with Marcus Williams? That's what I was thinking. Um, but, uh, dude, I think free agency, while maybe not perfect, I, it looks to me like there are tiers of guys that they have. They went out there. They targeted some guys. When it didn't work, they pivoted and went right to number two. And uh, I think it's fantastic, man. We definitely 100% improved our team in the exact areas that most sane Jets fans wanted us to improve our areas. And we signed some guys, man. Berrios, Coleman, Bauden, LaMarcus Joyner, obviously Nathan Shepard. I'm really looking for Kyle Phillips. That's the guy I wanted to see on the defensive line the most uh, re-signed. Even more than Fadu Kasi. I think he's a great fit for us. And uh, But, yeah, man, I think, guys, like I saw a tweet from a guy. I love him. He's on Twitter. He's on my streams a lot. And I genuinely like the guy. His name is Jack. Um, but I bust his balls sometimes because he's a grumpkin. And he's like, he said, obviously, somebody sat down with Joe Douglas and told him he better shape it up this year. I'm paraphrasing. But I said, dude, nothing of the sort happened. This is simply the, th the halfway point in his tenure and it's starting to come together because he had to tear it down first. This is what, it, this is what we've been saying while you've been throwing darts. We've been saying this and this is what it looks like. And I, I couldn't be happier, Ryan. I really, I, I couldn't be happier. Dude. I really think we've had a great free agency so far. I cannot complain whatsoever. 
Guys, we're going to get back to the Super Chats now. Um, so thank you for hanging on there. Uh, Shivanshu, a.k.a. Lima Bean, drops in with Super Chat. Uh, he says this team has so many gaping holes that it felt like a porn hub. <laughs> like it felt like Pornhub. Glad to see many of them get filled. My only concern are wide receiver D end, O line depth, and injuries. So the Jets are plugging holes the way Peter North plugs holes. Love it. Now well, there goes Greenbean. <laughs> Can you hear me, Greenbean? Are you there? I guess I'm talking to myself. That's okay. Um, I'm probably gonna get demonetized for saying stupid stuff like this. That's all right. Don't mind. It's my show. Got to say what I want. Uh, Brian Dolan. I'm going to bring this back up when Green Bean pops back up. So I won't I won't show this just yet. Uh, let's see. We got Thomas Cahill. Thomas Cahill says, 100% we bring back Crowder. I don't think so. I think the age um, and bringing back Barrios kind of makes this obsolete. I don't think it makes sense to, to bring back Crowder. And I like Crowder. I don't have any issues with Crowder whatsoever. Um but I just I would I would be surprised if we I would think if you were to bring a player back of like Crowder and Cole I think it would almost be Cole because you might get him I guess they signed this similar contract both like five million dollars but I think I don't know I don't think either one's coming back personally uh, let's see Tony drops in with the super chat Tony says after this free agency priorities in the draft should be pass rusher at four wide receiver at pick 10 interior defensive line at pick 35 safety at pick 38 tight end at pick 65 that's not a bad point tony because i don't love the idea of spending a second round pick on a tight end everyone's in love with trey mcbride i can get on board with that i understand the love for trey mcbride but there's so many good tight ends that are taking in the third fourth fifth rounds that like you're probably it's almost like taking Linderbaum in the first round where you're like you're getting a good player for sure but you're overdrafting him so much can you guys hear me am i all right i hear now it's ryan's audio uh let me know if i'm coming in clear i think i'm coming in clear looks like i have excellent connection or it says i have excellent connection um but yeah i agree with this so wide receiver Edge rusher four, wide receiver 10. I still want to take, I don't love wide receiver 10, but I agree. That's exactly what this is shaping up to. I don't love interior defensive line, but I understand if it's an important part of Robert Sal's defense. So if you make that move, while I don't love it, <laughs> you know, I understand it for sure. Um, yeah, I agree. I think we're probably headed in this direction, Tony. Uh, Jose drops in the super chat, says, I like, uh, I would like to see Whitehead team up with scene scene is the uh i think i'm pronouncing that right scene is the uh safety from georgia that ran blazing fast had a great combine uh would not hate that move whatsoever but i do think that we are do we take a safety at the top of the second i guess if you bring in whitehead it doesn't prevent you from taking a safety at all i basically want to just try to prevent ourselves from accidentally taking um kyle hamilton at some point i think i'm like slightly concerned with having to spend a like the number four overall pick on him uh and maybe i shouldn't be because he is you know considered an elite talent but i just can't seem to get around it uh wild billy boy wild billy boy drops in with super chat and says r.i.p to the jets tax all thanks to joe douglas simply jd will not overpay for a player and i'm all for it I think this is exactly why we heard rumors of Stefan Gilmore. And I brought it up in my video that I released this morning about like the best of the rest, um, you know, players that we could go after. 
I didn't think Gilmore was a realistic option for the Jets. I think he was trying to use the Jets as leverage to get more money from the 49ers, and the 49ers were like, all right, screw you, we're not doing that. Because I guarantee they picked up the phone and they were like, yo, Robert, are you actually talking to Gilmore or is he screwing us around? They're like, no, nah, we don't want him. And they're like, oh, yeah, okay, we're going to go with Ward instead. <laughs> so Gilmore shot himself in the foot uh, and, you know, screw him. <laughs> I, I shouldn't say screw him, but I didn't want to go with him because he's missed a bunch of games over the course of the last two years and he's just on the wrong side of 30. So I don't know. I, uh, I do think the jet tax is still there, but Joe Douglas isn't willing to pay it. So I think you're probably starting to see receipt you'll start to see players not use us as leverage so much um even though they might try edward ziff celebrates nine months of membership and for each month or i don't know if it's every month or for each month you get a uh, a free super chat to to come in here so edward ziff uh says proven vets filled holes now draft for pure gravy yes i do think I would sort of like to see an influx of talent on the defensive side, but if you don't bring in a receiver, I don't know what you have to do to solve it. Like, is that the second round need? Like, I still think the value's in the second round, but I understand going out and getting the best guy. Like, if you can get your Mike Williams at number 10 in London or your OBJ in Garrett Wilson, um, I think you probably should do that, but... Ah, God, it's weird, right? Like, I, I've I've wanted offense for the longest time, and now I'm preaching defense with the first two picks. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure what to do. I trust Joe Douglas, though. I really do. Uh, Johnny P drops in with a super chat. Thanks, Johnny. He says, alternate wide receiver plan. Target lively at tight end. Try to move down from 10. Pick up Jamison Williams. Don't think we have any edge rated as high as four as four edge in the second round um i okay so alternate receiver plan if it were me i would still go tight end later uh like at the earliest second round and then you know possibly even third round but if you if you take a tight end and you want to move down from 10 it depends who's there at 10 because i'll be honest if jameson williams is falling and there's a situation where you could give up like 38 and maybe like a fourth to get somewhere like the you know late 20s or so i think i would probably do that because i think he should be a top you know definitely i think definitely a top 15 pick but possibly a top 10 all right green bean can you hear oh no <laughs> he was there for a second green bean if you could hear me i saw you for a second uh, and then no dice all right Kelvin drops in with a super chat. Thank you, Kelvin. Kelvin says, how much cap space do we have left? I wish I could give you an accurate answer on that. Um, I guess if we're looking at, so here, I'm just going to pull your super chat down for a second, uh, just so I can look at the big board that we got. So if we're saying that all the cap hits are exactly the same uh, for each of the years, like generally speaking, it's a lower cap hit in the first year and then it escalates each of the next few years. But just for the sake of argument, let's say it's all even and we could try to figure out what we may have uh, right here. Uh, I would say, so Barrios, you're saying it's 6 million. Uh, Tomlinson is 13. So you got, you know, 19 there. Yuzma with another eight. So that's what, 21? No, sorry. 13 plus 6 is 19. 19 plus 8 is 27. Uh, 27 plus 11 is 
38 plus 7 is 45. So if we had $48 million, uh, I mean, if you're taking it at that kind of value, which it, it definitely is not, um, I would bet we're sitting somewhere around $15 million, $20 million in salary cap space right now, as far as like a best guess could go. Um, I don't know. It's, it's tough to see. Once we start seeing more of the contract structures come out, then I think it'll make things a little bit uh, easier to, uh, to figure out. Dylan Grace drops in with a super chat. Dylan says, was Bentley signed? What linebacker can we still get? Bentley. I don't know who Bentley is. Uh, so Greenbean says, Ryan, I'm, I literally can't get in. Insane. Five bars, full internet, still can't get in. Wow, dude, that's weird. I don't know what's going on. Well, if you can't get in, Greenbean, I love you. And um, I'm just going to change your name back to Missing Bean because I'm going to do this. <laughs> and I can't be alone, but I could definitely be Missing Bean. I'm Missing Bean. Oh, you know what? Can I do an emoji in this? That would be cool. Can I do... Let's see if they'll let me do an emoji. Can I look for an emoji? Oh, I can. Let's go. Ha <laughs> There we go. We're missing Green Bean. <laughs> With a little heart. Um, okay. I'm sorry. I'm jacking my overlay up. Uh, I don't know who Bentley was. I'm sorry. Uh, linebacker, I want Miles Garrett. Or, not Miles Garrett. Everyone wants Miles Garrett. <laughs> I want Miles Jack. Miles Jack played with uh, Robert Sala in Jacksonville. I think that's a, a good, familiar move. Plus, Jeff Ulbrich was his linebackers coach at UCLA. Uh, so I would definitely, definitely like that. Uh, John Michael says, remember to wave your arms. <laughs> we did that the other day. Uh, where did I see this? All right, let me... Philip drops in with a super chat. Philip, I don't see a comment in there. I just wanted to. Uh, oh, he says Jet signed, re-signed Nathan Shepard. Yeah, they re-signed Nathan Shepard. Okay, who am I going to next? Charles. Charles Gorman celebrates 14 months of membership. Uh, he says, "Hey Ryan, would you like the Jets to get Treader? Uh, that's the safety from the 49ers, if I'm not mistaken. Is that right?" Um, I'll be honest, I don't know enough about him, so I haven't, uh, I haven't actually done my research, and I think I would give an improper opinion if I were to say anything about him. Um, would I bring in another safety? I don't think so. I think I'd like to see Joyner and Ashton Davis, you know, kind of play. Dude, I would draft one, maybe. That's probably where I would go. Uh, Mutt Files! Mutt Files drops in with a super chat. He says, hey, Ryan, thought about getting a custom Jets jersey with either my name or multivitamins. LOL. Which one should I do and what number? Plus, bring in the men who want to win for New York and become legendary. Um, let's see. If I had to do a... I don't know if multivitamins would fit on the back of a jersey. I think they only let you do... Space teeth. I think you could do 12 letters. How many letters is <laughs> multivitamins? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 9, 10, 11, 12. It might be multivitamin. Maybe they'll let you do three. You, it'll be close. I was able to do Jets Talk 247, I think. Um, and then I wound up going to like DH Gate because I was like, oh, you know what? I could do like a slash seven. Like that would be cool. 
And that, yeah, that didn't work out at all. That looked awful. <laughs> it was a horrible way to uh, to go about getting a jersey. Um, if it were me, hmm, getting your own name is pretty cool. I was going to do the cockpit on the back just to get, like, something like that. And I'm immature, so I was going to say, you know, 69 on the back because that was the year we won the Super Bowl, even though it was the 68 season. So it really wouldn't have made any sort of sense, and I'm just immature and can't handle you know, money <laughs> and things like that. Uh, but yeah, I dude, get what you want, right? If I were to pick a player on this team, it's tough. I, I almost don't want to take, get a jersey until they re-sign, but I think one of them is, uh, it, it might be Barrios for me. I really like him, but is he here longer than two years? I'm not sure. We'll see though. I love that he took less money or didn't money chase and he was able to to come in you know, a little bit cheaper at $6 million. I think he's just the perfect player you want. Um, let's see. 369 Mafia drops in, says, Barrios was less than four. Just imagine everyone else. Barrios was less than four. Barrio, are you saying money per year? Is that how great? I know he got two years, like, fully guaranteed. Or not fully guaranteed, but, like, a lot. his base was fully guaranteed um each year so maybe he got four this year and then is it seven next year is that how it works we'll see uh let's see philip allen drops in with a super chat and he says jets resign nathan shepherd my dude uh dom c drops in with a super chat thank you dom i've been paying attention to everything you're doing with green Bay. i really like it um, he says, I'm all for trading down from 10 to target the biggest hole left on the roster, linebacker. A first-round edge at four and N'Kobe Dean later in the first would be heaven. I love N'Kobe Dean. I, like, I would love to find a way to bring him in, but I feel like the sweet spot for linebacker is like third, fourth round. So I would do it. If you traded down, look, if you were to trade down, that's kind of the direction I would go to because I don't love taking a center that early. I guess the same way I probably don't love taking a linebacker that early, but if you're getting more picks, like if you're trading down, say, to 20, because I've heard rumors that the Patriots want a linebacker at pick 21 or I think they're 21 or 22. Um, so maybe you kind of slide back just in front of them. But my question is, do you think there's a team that wants to jump up to number 10 now that there's no, uh, or not that there's no quarterback, but like the Steelers, I feel like gave up or not gave up the Steelers signed Mitch Trubisky. So that way they don't have to give up a lot to get up to 10. Like, I don't know if I want to move down from 10 to 20 unless I'm getting a first next year. And that sort of seems like there's like, that's not going to happen because of the way they're, they're trading. They might just let someone fall to them. Um, as far as, you know, teams coming up, who else would come up and who would they be coming up for? Would it be like, you know, Bozeman leaves from Baltimore and maybe they want to slide up four picks. I guess that's possible. I thought Cleveland could come up for a receiver, but now that's not happening that they traded for Cooper. I think, I think they had the opportunity to like kind of sit back and see what was going to happen. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know who would trade up. Maybe the Eagles. I don't know. I'm not sure. I, I feel like it's less likely to see <laughs> D Santana says, Ryan, you don't like taking anybody early. No, I love taking edge rusher early. I like taking 
I would have taken offensive line at one point. I mean, I still want sauce. <laughs> don't get me wrong. Like it, me saying I don't want sauce at four, not that I don't want sauce at four. I would take sauce at four. But ideally, in my mind, I'm taking the edge rusher at four, and I'm going down and taking the uh, the corner at ten. But now with everything that's going on for agency, I think you're looking at wide receiver, like a lot of uh, you guys have been saying. But Dom, I do like Nicobe Dean a lot. Um, so I don't know if Green Bean's still in here, but Brian, I'm going to throw up your uh, comment. He celebrates eight months of membership, and he says, "What's up? Ooh, this is Green Bean. Hey, what's up, Green Bean?" I can hear you. Dude, I'm so sorry, but I know that's all right. Nah, dude, it's cool. It happens. Dude, you're like in the desert. I'm surprised you have any service out there. I know. It's just crazy because it says I have fucking tons of service. It's the worst. That's weird as hell. Are you like trying to connect to Wi Fi by mistake instead of like cellular? No, no, I got my wife on it, man. She's yeah. She's all over. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, yeah, hold on, I could do that. Let me uh let me call you. Let me figure out how to do it real quick. But I could I think I can do it. Bye. Bye. Alright, so get this. We're gonna figure this out real quick. <laughs> let me see if I know how to do this. Um, alright. If I unmute that and let's see. I have no idea if this is gonna work, but I'm gonna try and bring in Green Bean via phone call. Um, green. Oh, not. Come on. Search. All right. Let's see if this works. Hello. Oh, hold on. Green Bean, if you can hear me. I think I they can you. hear you in the chat, but I think I have to unhook my headphones. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. Uh, Green Bean, can you hear me? Yes. Okay, hold on, just a second. <laughs> it's it's definitely on my end. Right. I can hear, I can see your audio levels jumping. Um, give me just okay. a second. All right, Green Bean, can you hear me now? I can. So you guys can hear him. Can you hear I me? I can't hear him right now. Give me just nice. a Hey, guys. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Just... <laughs> there it is. Okay. Hold on. Let me take my... Yeah. Uh, I got to take my earbuds off. There we go. It's one of those things where I'm using right a virtual on. mixer on my uh, computer, and it doesn't play nicely all the time. So, Greenbean, can you hear me? Yeah, well, yeah, dude. You sound so beautifully clear and crystally. I love it. <laughs> this is yeah. See, this is the solution we, we should have gone with. I'm glad you thought of that. Yeah, I didn't. Somebody in the in the chat. I wish I could give him credit. I saw, I was just perusing the chat and I saw it. Somebody said, "Tell Green Bean to call in." Then Stud City said, "Yeah, so he can get the chicken." Mm. So maybe I maybe I get the chicken later. Oh, you can get the chicken. Check this out. Watch this. <laughs> oh no, I didn't do it. Did I do it? Oh no, did I change it? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Where'd it go? Bam! I think you're chicken. out of here. What happened? I can't see it. What happened? Oh, I, I lost. Oh, that's right. You're on the phone. You're not paying attention. That's all right. I launched the chicken anyway. Well, uh, Brian well, Dolan says, well, thank you. So Brian Dolan is celebrating eight months of membership to the channel. And he says, what's up, Green Bean? Uh, I'm in Jet Nation jail for getting a bit too salty. 
Oh, yeah. Hey, he's not the first. You know that, Ryan. We've been hanging out at Jet Nation for a long time. Oh, no. We... Uh, they have – they've tightened the noose over there. Oh, no, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it's, you kind of have to because you get some people that are a little, like, too aggressive on certain things. But uh, it's funny when you see yeah. someone get banned. It's like, ooh, what did they say? <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, then you want to go back and try to find it. And then, you know, they usually lock the thread and everything. But oh, sometimes yeah. you can find what they did. But people get nuts. You know, they want to talk politics or they take it really personally. It's like, I want Hamilton. You want sauce. So go, you know, go F your mother. It's like, why do we got to go there, man? <laughs> it's like, hold on a second. That's not where I was going with this. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I, why, why are we talking about my mother all of a sudden? How did that happen? But people, you know, people, uh, Jets fans are, Jets fans are, uh, are nuts. So, We're nuts. Like, there's no other way to say it. So get this, Greenbean. Uh, the chat is telling us Morgan Moses just signed with the Ravens. Uh, it looks Ooh. like Steve Love says three years, 15 million. Um, that's disappointing to see him go for that. Yeah, I mean, well, you think we got him last year for 3.5. So that's more, that's double, you know, that's double. So yeah. $7 million a year. Yeah, dude. I don't... Well, look, he was solid. He was solid, man. But, you know, we didn't – he wasn't, like, really great or anything. I think he, he did a good job. His best thing is availability, obviously. We'd love yes. to keep a guy like that around. But, you know, you want to take that $7 million and and fill a hole, you know? Yeah. Makes sense. Well, I get it. I mean, he only got five, though. That's the thing, like five million per year. Oh, I think you said seven for some reason. Oh, Would no, you no, say sorry. Three it's, for it's, 15? It's, it's, oh, three, three okay. years, 15. Yeah. yeah. Is what I heard. Yeah. But like you said, look, I think you were talking about it the other night on uh, maybe it was the, the mock, but you said Morgan Moses is going to get a chance to start. Like yeah. he wants to start. He's not going to come here and get into this battle again like you say he's in the, he's at the end of his career let me go to the ravens win some games and start you know yeah no i completely agree i think that's exactly where his mindset is too he doesn't want to just you know waste away on the bench he's what 30 31 somewhere around that line yeah and don't forget the uh we opened the season with him on the bench that's true remember fan 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 beat him out so it was Fant on the right side, Becton on the left when Becton got hurt in week one. Then we then we got Morgan Moses back in at right tackle. But he doesn't want to do that again. He knows we like Fant. He knows we like Becton. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I think that's exactly uh, what happened with him last year. I mean, you, you think him is sitting on the bench. Look, Becton's healthy or going to be healthy. And then Fant, you're not benching him. So, nope. look, you're you're – you're just signing depth at that point. It makes no sense. So I, I agree right. with you. And we got, right. And we got Connor McDermott. I know a lot of fans don't like Connor McDermott, but I happen to. Um, he looked like a fool quite a few times last year, but don't forget, he was injured the first half of the season, came in, played really well the first game that he came in for the first half. And then it was like the fourth quarter, he started like wearing down and everything. But I think Connor McDermott is good depth. I happen to like Chuma Idoga as depth as well. Um, and I think you should draft a guy, you know, like fifth, fourth, fifth round, bring in a tackle and, uh, you know, let him, let him groom. Mm -hmm. But, you know, paying, paying three starting tackles, you know, I don't know. I mean, look, I would have loved to keep him. I'm just trying to rationalize. You know, I would have loved to have him. I think most of Greenbean, your audio just got kind of weird. I don't know what just happened, but yeah. it sounds like you might have hit speakerphone or something. 
Let's try calling him back. Bam! See what happens. Jack Filipowski. Ooh, can you hear me, Greenbean? Hey, how about now? I can hear you. <laughs> can you All hear right. me now? Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I don't know what you heard, but I said I was just I'm just kind of trying to rationalize it. I would have been very happy if we were able to keep him. I don't want to mm-hmm. make it sound otherwise, but I think most of us knew that there was a pretty good chance Morgan Moses was going to swim in uh, deeper waters. You know what I mean? Yeah, 100 percent. Jack Filipowski drops in with a super chat. He says, I really like Anthony Walker Jr. as a cheaper linebacker. Do you know anything about Anthony Walker Greenbean? Uh, no, I don't. Anthony Walker Jr., let me uh, let me Where do, he, let me do a quick Google. Yeah, I'm not I'm not familiar. Anthony Walker. I have no idea what team he plays on. Okay, so he's a Cleveland Browns player. Uh, fifth round pick from 2017. You know what? I think so. I somebody brought him up to me a couple weeks ago, and I looked briefly. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't really know too much. Is he like a depth guy? Does the guy who sent the super chat is he, or does he want to bring him in as like a sleeper starter kind of guy? I don't know. It seems like he's looking for depth or just like an option. Like I don't know. It's nece- I don't think it's necessarily a like solution to the linebacker position, but it's almost like the idea of getting someone like a Jared Davis maybe. Um, and that's me speculating because uh, I have no idea who this player is <laughs> without looking at it. Let's see. Anthony Laren Walker Jr. So apparently Jack uh, says Matt loves him. So we should have had Matt ask this qu- or answer this question. Yeah, yeah. See, hey, I'm not really familiar. So he was on the Colts in 2020 and the Browns in 2021. So he's kind of journeyman right now. He's bouncing around a little bit. Yeah, you don't really know uh, what you're going to get out of him. I still want... Miles Jack. What do, you, what do you think about Miles Jack down in uh, Jacksonville? Yeah. I think that would be a sneaky good little signing right there. Yeah, right? You know? Dude, I wanted they him. They cut him, right? Is that what they did? They, they, they cut him? He wasn't yep. a free agent, right? No. Yeah, they, okay. They cut him, and Robert Sala was his, his linebacker's coach in Jacksonville when they drafted him, and then Jeff Ulbrich was his linebacker's coach at UCLA before he got drafted. So there's And not to yeah. mention, LaMichael Pirine is his cousin. <laughs> See? Right? So you keep P. Ryan around till so you sweep him in, then you go, oh, yeah, by the oh, way. Oh, sorry, whack. <laughs> chop, him, <laughs> chop him after you get Miles, Miles Jack. Right. You, you bring Miles Jack in, everybody's hugging, and you go, hey, so, as soon as he signs it, you're like, you know, you're stacking the papers, putting them in a binder, and you go, oh, by the way, we just cut your cousin. Yeah. <laughs> you, you jerk. <laughs> <laughs> I think Miles Jack would be good. There's a, you know, look, I'm paying attention as, as many people know, I keep tabs on the comp pick situation. Yep. Now, granted, with today, um, I've literally been traveling since the morning. I, you know, I just, I just stopped, but uh, I will continue to to compile this stuff. But we already lost two two free agents that are going to count. They're qualifying free agents, and they got decent contracts. So, if everything was equal, you know, right now, I think Fadu Kasi might get us a fourth round pick. Might. Yeah. And. Um, and uh, what's his name? Morgan Moses is probably in the sixth round. But, I mean, granted right now we have signed more free agents than we lost, but we still have a lot of guys that, that can go and qualify. So that's good, man. We just lost two guys that qualified to alleviate two guys we signed. So if we brought in Miles Jack, 
that would be good because he was cut, so he won't count against the equation, which will be nice. We got we should grab a couple of those guys too, you know? Yeah, for sure. Uh, oh, it looks like the Rangers won just now in overtime. Yes, oh, <laughs> let's go. Yeah. I, I consider myself a Rangers fan. I've been to one game. I'm an Islanders fan. I there was a time when I was really into the Islanders, like back in the Pierre Turgeon, Mike Healy days. Uh, I used to go to uh, Nassau Coliseum, watch the games. I was really into it, man. But uh, I just, you know, I put them aside. I put them aside, the Nets and Knicks aside, the Yanks aside. But, yeah, I, I, I still fancy myself an Islanders fan. There you go. Mutt Viles drops in with a super chat. Mutt Viles says, Ryan, I think Nightbot wants to buy me dinner. Six entries, LOL, Jack to the Jets to match with CJ Mosley. Yeah, I want Miles Jack there, too. Uh, Greenbean. Just so you know, I've been looking for winners with Nightbot, and Mutt Viles has come up like six times, and I'm pretty sure that who else came up? There was a few that like popped up over and over again, and I just kept you know mashing the winner button. So let's uh, let me rattle through some of our qualifiers right now, guys. Make sure you hit that like button on the way in. We got over 900 people in here and only 600 likes. We got Matt Morris, Bino, Harry W, Keep It Simple RC, T A Rugs, Matthew Smith, Daniel Quigley. Brandon McNeely, Jake Asman. That's still funny to me. Uh, yeah, Jorge uh, Galvez, <laughs> Greg Gagne, Mutt Viles, Matthew Smith, Matthias Simon, uh, Seamus Morgan. Morgan? I think that's Morgan. McGinn? McGinn. Seamus McGinn. Uh, Hawk, NFL Chaos with Jeremy, Bill McCoy, NY Jets Superfan, TB, King Joe, Fresh3542, Michael Schultz, Ant Jets, and Aaron Harm. Uh, and Duncan McLean. I'll take that. I don't know who put that in there, but we're going to say Duncan McLean too, because I needed to add another one. Right. Yeah, Duncan's good people, you know? McLean. Cool. Duncan McLean. So, hey, Green so Bean. what's this? Let me, let me just ask you real quick, because I, I just saw it briefly. Is there any truth to the rumors that uh, Ashton Davis is getting either traded or cut? Did you hear Ooh. anything about that? Is that, is that somebody just like talking on Twitter or something, or is that any, is there any legs? I haven't heard anything about Ashton Davis getting traded. That concerns me <laughs> because I think Hamilton's on the table then. And I really, I'm hoping the, the whitehead signing at least kind of like pushes safety a little further away than, uh, than number four. I don't know. Where do you yeah, think, I, well, I, maybe not where, but what do you think we could get for Ashton? Third round uh, pick is what we drafted him. Yeah, I don't think you're getting a third. Um, I think you would probably – it would be more likely, in my opinion, that you grab a player from someone else that's in a similar situation. Somebody they use the third or fourth round pick on is not really sticking, and they don't hate him, but mm -hmm. they don't really want him, you know, like with us. You know, he just doesn't – he doesn't – he's not terrible. He got the two picks last year. At times, he looks like a big hitter. But he looked lost a lot, so I don't know how much this coaching staff really digs him. Mm -hmm. Again, he's the 2020 draft class, you know, part of that whole gang. So I think if we did trade him, it might be more likely to get a player that's in a similar situation mm -hmm. somewhere else. If it was just a pick, I don't know, maybe a sixth, fifth at best. Maybe there's – do you think – I think he might be more valuable, uh, like you said, with a player or possibly like a trade up or trade down situation where they're like, hey, we like the talent um, more than maybe the pick we would have gotten or the player we would have gotten at the pick. Do you think maybe that's a possibility? 
Yeah, like maybe like we're in the fifth, we're in the fifth round, and we want to move Ooh. up twenty spots in the fifth, kind of a thing. Is that is that what you mean? Like Ooh, hold on, I've got a really good comment from our buddy Dom C. This is a good one. He says, Ooh, "How okay. about Ashton Davis to Jacksonville for Lavisca Chenault?" So I know Green Bean's been traveling. Oh, Lavisca Chenault is apparently on the table. Dude, I fucking love Lavisca Chenault. I know that's why I brought it up, or that's why Dom brought it up for sure. <laughs> well, I would. I mean, dude, Ashton Davis for LaVisca Chanel, I would do that, and, and I wouldn't even think about it. I'd be like, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Take him. Yeah. yeah. Take I don't, him. Here it, you go. That would make so much sense to bring in a guy like Chanel, because that's almost like your, that is your, I don't want to say your answer at wide receiver, but he could be. He was a later round yeah. pick, too. Did he go in, like, the fifth round, I think? No, no, no. He went in the. He was uh, early second, if I remember was he correctly. He, he went, no way. Was he? Yeah, early? he went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He went. Before oh no, you're Mims. right. He went before Mims. Yeah, yeah. That's right. He, he wasn't there when we traded down. Of, he, Ryan, he might have been at the end of the first. Somebody needs to look that up. I, I was. I remember thinking. Huh, well, he's Jacksonville. It had to be I top. Of, it had to be top of the first. I would think with Jacksonville. Yeah. Well, you know. Yeah, I guess. Or to, not. top of the second. But um. Right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think because uh, LaVisca Chenault's big problem was his injuries, and he's seen some of that uh, in the NFL as well. So that was the big thing. I thought he was going to slide a little bit more. If he didn't have injuries, he would have been in the argument for, you know, the, one of the top mm-hmm. three or four wide receivers in the draft. I mean, the guy's an absolute stud. He plays angry. Mm-hmm. He reminds me of Quincy Anunwa when he, when he was healthy. Remember how Quincy Anunwa? Oh yeah, he violent. just like refused to go down. Yes, it's like that kind of a guy. They called Quincy Anunwa a running back in a wide receiver body. Mm-hmm. That's Lavisca Chanel. So Chanel, you know? the last two years, uh, so he was the forty second overall pick by Jacksonville. Um, there you go. He had six hundred yards last year or in twenty twenty with five touchdowns on 58 receptions. Last year, he had 63 receptions, 619 yards, no touchdowns. Um, I, would, I wouldn't I would mind rolling the dice on this. I just don't want to have someone who might be considered injury-prone. I don't know. Like, just yeah. looking at it, it looks like he... So, games... He was active yeah, for games? 14 his first year. He started 12. This year, it looks like he was active for 16. He started 10. Um, for Ashton Davis, I think it's worth it. If you're Dude, I way. would do that trade. That that trade would make me so incredibly happy. I would I would giggle to myself. I would giggle in bed, Ryan. I, w- I would hope you would I call did. me and we could giggle over the phone together. Yeah. Like this. <laughs> I would do that. So there you go. We have a date. If Ashton Davis gets traded to the Jags for LaVisca Chanel, I will call you and we will giggle. I think, you know what? I think we have to let the chat hear this too. I think that's what's going to have to happen. If, if we sign LaVisca <laughs> Chanel... I'll hop on live. I don't care where you are. I'm going to call you, whether you have service or not, and uh, we're going to giggle a little bit. It might only be like a 30-second stream, <laughs> but it'll right, be giggling. No problem. Dude, I'm down. You tell me. Um, look, Arizona, if you know those, you know those commercials like uh, you know, uh, Verizon, mm-hmm. uh, T-Mobile, and they show you the map of all the places they cover? Oh, yeah. Both of them have a big blank spot where Arizona is, so like that's where I am. <laughs> You're in that little that little dot of a of I a am. spot. Uh, Mumtaz yeah. dropped in with a super chat just now. Thank you, Mumtaz. He says, "Is Joe Douglas good or is Joe Douglas good?" I guess Allen Robinson is too pricey for us. Need linebacker also. By the way, why did Belichick gift 
a stud guard um, who will cost less than $7 million per two years to the Bucks. Is that a gift for Tom? I do think so. I think... Uh, what? What, happened? what so, happened? So Tom Brady had uh, Ollie Mop, Marpet or Moppet or whatever. He retired, and then uh, their other guard signed with the Browns, maybe? Is that right? Kappa? Yeah, Kappa went to the Browns. Um, no, Bengals. Bang- oh, that's right. The other Ohio team. Yeah. <laughs> the, I shouldn't right. say the other Ohio other team. Orange, the Browns are the other Ohio team. team. Yeah. They, Cincinnati was just in the Super Bowl. Um, yeah, so uh, so what am I saying here? Uh, but yeah, so basically the, the Patriots traded away their guard for like to Tom Brady for I think it was like a fifth or sixth round pick. It was like a late round pick for for him. Really? Yeah, I don't know enough about him particularly to like talk intelligently about it, but it seems like, you know, it was a pretty pretty good gift. Who yeah, somebody we got to find out his name. I'm really curious. I don't think that Belichick would give Brady a gift. I mean, I think he probably is stewing over Brady. You know what I mean? I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Shaq Mason. It's on the lips and stuff, so who knows? So Shaq Mason got traded for a fifth-round pick. He has two years, $16 million left on his contract. Um, Let me see if I could find – let me pull up Pro Football Focus. I'm just curious where he ranked because I don't – I have no – I, like, don't watch enough of, like, the Patriots' offensive line other than, like – me saying, oh, I think they're just holding all the time and they don't get called for it. Um, so I actually don't know anything about them. Let's see. So it looks like... What was the player I was looking for? I was looking for... God, I started saying something and I changed it. Um, Shaq Mason. So let's type in Mason here. Doing searches on the fly. Oh, wow, yeah. So he ranked as the fourth <laughs> guard in the country. At an 86.4. So, yeah, that was a gift for a fifth-round pick on a cheap deal. That's the NFL saying, like, hey, we need to protect Tom. He's the gift. We need to yeah, we dude, need to protect him. I don't, like it. I don't like it. Yeah, maybe they made – they told Belichick, how many times have we looked the other way? Yup. Yeah, we, we threw out the Spygate tapes. Send right. the guard there. Yeah, dude, I don't like it. I something smells fishy, and I don't like it one bit. I hate all these people. We gotta, we gotta get good enough to just kick their ass squarely on Sunday. Dude, That's I want to punch them in the mouth in the worst way. It would just make me feel so good. Uh, Three six yeah, nine dude. Mafia drops in with a super chat. He says, "Live in Duval, Chenault, free agent Davis and Mims, Mo likely. Live in Duval, Chenault." Do you think they cut Chenault? Is that what you're saying? I don't think so. Or are you no, saying trade? Gonna, I think you're saying trade for Chenault. But I don't know why he's saying F. What's FA? Free agency? Davis yeah, and Mims, Mo likely? 369. He's saying, I'm feeling he's fine, saying, but I don't understand your super chat. <laughs> but well, I, I think he's saying, he might be saying that you need to trade Davis and Mims if you're going to get Chenault. Davis ain't going to oh, cut Oh, no it. way. Sounds Forget like. that. No way. I wouldn't trade for him then. <laughs> <laughs> that 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 makes uh-huh. more sense. I mean, you drafted the guy at the top of the second round. They probably want comparable comparable value back. Maybe they like Mims. Like, hey, we'll take your injury prone guy. You can take our guy that, you know, forgot how to play football. Yeah, right. We're right. It'd be an even swap. I mean, dude, in that draft we had like the Judys, the Lambs, the Rugs. That was one little tier. Mm-hmm. And in the next tier, man, you had Chenault, you had Mims, you had uh, Pickens. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, or sorry, I'm sorry, Pittman. You had, uh, you know, and then you had guys like Van Jefferson and stuff. But dude, Chenault and Mims, dude, they were so sneaky good to me, man. I th- I still think they're neither one of their careers are written, but Chenault has done significantly better. I mean, 600 yards a year for his first two years on that team is not bad, dude. That's pretty damn good, actually. Yeah, I was going to say, they haven't really had much of an offensive line, and Trevor Lawrence was getting ransacked last year. So, I don't know. Maybe he just doesn't fit whatever the new coaching staff is doing. It's it's interesting to see what winds up happening there. Now, here's an interesting question. Uh, I was talking with Matt about this earlier, and someone mentioned Carolina trading up to four because we were talking about... Um, the, the thought of them trading up to four for an offensive lineman, trying to jump the Giants, uh, which I would love to talk up because if we could slide down with the Giants, like, hey, give us a third-round pick. We'll flip-flop with you. You can make sure you get your lineman. We won't trade with Carolina because we know you're going lineman. We're going a totally different position. Um, I wouldn't mind that, but that's assuming that they don't get Watson and trade away that sixth overall pick. And then in which case, what would it take for that trade-up to happen, just two picks, and do you think it could be DJ Moore? So you're saying trade back with the Carolina Panthers for the reasons that you just outlined. Yep. And we receive DJ Moore to slide. Where are they? Eight? They're six. Is that, is that where they're, they're, they're six right six. now. So they get the lineman of choice if that's what they want. And then maybe we send Mims with it. Like, like Mims could be a throw-in at that point. Yeah, because that's uh, that's Mims's uh, former coach's daddy. Yeah, yeah, rule. So uh, yeah, you know what, dude? I would I would do that. I mean, I would probably try to squeeze them for more though. That's a. I mean, that's a. Well, I mean, we have their second round pick, so they don't have a second, right? Like it's so they they'd yeah. have to give us some type of player, and I don't want to trade back two picks for a third. Like I'd trade back with the Giants for a third, but if you're getting someone yeah. you want, I want something a little bit richer uh, in that in that trade. Do you think, do you, so you value DJ Moore as a first round guy? I value DJ That's Moore what as whatever the difference between the sixth and fourth picks are, which I'm curious about. Let's see what that trade value chart is. Oh, that's well said. Yeah, I like how you said that. So that's, you know what? I would definitely consider it, man. I like DJ Moore. I don't know. I don't have his numbers on the top of my head, but he's a damn good receiver, man. So it's a 200-point be- swing from six to four, which is the equivalent of a mid-third-round pick, uh, or huh. maybe a, an upper-third-round pick. So... I mean, I would take DJ Moore. <laughs> Sorry that you want to jump and get your offensive lineman. That's what it's going to cost you. I'm not taking your third yeah, round right. pick. Actually, That's do they right. even have and a third round pick? Carolina. I don't think. I they, don't think they do. I don't think they do. Let's see. Where so are all their picks? Carolina. The no, they don't. You don't. You don't think they want a quarterback? Who? Carolina. Yeah. Oh no, I definitely do. I think they're 100 percent in on Watson. I think they're absolutely going to try and get him. But I think there's a situation where, like, well, okay, let's play this game. If Watson winds up going to Carolina, because I think they have the most trade assets for a team that could go for him, but Watson has already declined the Carolina trade back at the trade deadline. So do they have the opportunity now to trade for him? Will he change his mind? Or does he go to the Saints, the Falcons, or the Browns? That's kind of what we've been hearing today, Greenbean, is the three NFC South teams, Saints, Falcons, Panthers, a lot of people think the Falcons are just trying to boost the price for the uh, the Panthers. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> That's what I thought for, for the that. Saints, honestly, before the, the Falcons got involved here. Um, so, I mean, 
you could have the Texans picking at three and six if he winds up going to Carolina. Um, does that wind up being, you know, how does that affect the way the Texans pick if they have three and six? Because we're thinking about that the same way too. We have four and ten. Giants are thinking the same way, five and seven. How does that change your approach if the Texans are at three and six? If the Texans are at three and six, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, I mean, who did who? Well, we got to think. Who do we think the Texans want? So if the Panthers pull off Watson, and the Texans are at three and six, and we're at four and ten, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think the Texans would probably they might go quarterback at three. Man, they might. They might. I think it. I think it definitely opens yeah. the door for it because they're going to have so many picks. They just have to love, you know, Malik Willis or pick. I, I feel like Malik Willis will be the first quarterback off the board. Like I think there's enough think, upside yeah. there. I agree. I think Malik Willis is going to the Detroit Lions at two. That's what I think. I, I think Aiden Hutchinson is coming to New York, buddy. I think Hutchinson's going one. To the Jags, I think they they brought in Sheriff. They they franchise tagged Robinson. Do you think they go a different route at one? They franchise tagged Robinson. They grabbed Sheriff. Yeah, so they're they're like solidifying think, that O line. Yeah, but I still think they're going to want. So, who's on the other side from Robinson? On the other side know? from Robinson, I'm not sure. But I I was listening to uh, UCF Jaguar the other day, and he kind of felt like Hutchinson was probably going to be the pick because of. You know, Allen on one side, you got to bookend the other uh, edge rusher. So I would, I mean, if he, if Hutch falls to four, I'm running up to the podium because he is the exact type of edge rusher I think we're looking at, which kind of like, I do think Karloftis is similar in that respect. Like, I think Lawson is the bendy guy, and I think Hutch or uh, Karloftis would be more of that edge setter, bull rush kind of uh, edge rusher. Yeah, but I think it's going to get nuts, man. I think, uh, well, look, the Jaguars, they could go edge, but that's one area that they already do have talent at. Mm -hmm. So you want to make sure that Trevor Lawrence succeeds. That has to be this new regime. They just had such a cluster F last year Mm -hmm. with Urban Meyer. They're coming in. They want to settle it down. you got to make sure that this Trevor Lawrence kid is the golden boy. You gotta make sure. Mm-hmm. So in my opinion, they're gonna be real tempted. I still think they're gonna go uh Evan Neal up top. That's what I think. Interesting. Okay, so if they go offensive line at one, then at two you're looking at the Lions who from what my understanding is, you know, Hutch is is ideally looked at as a four three uh edge rusher and doesn't translate well to the three four scheme that the Lions run. But Thibodeau would I think Hamilton is an interesting spot there. I think quarterback is an interesting spot there. I think uh, cornerback could be an interesting spot there because you have Aaron Glenn, who is their defensive coordinator and obviously a defensive back, but he also had Marcus Williams and Marshawn Lattimore in New Orleans. So is he going to try and emulate that defense in Detroit and then maybe they wind up going with the uh, quarterback at the tail end of the first? Yeah, I don't know. Well, look, I think they like Malik Willis. There were all kinds of rumors. They were on his senior bowl team. Mm-hmm. They protected him. Mm-hmm. Uh, they only they, they only played him a little while, and he was getting killed by our crazy American team. Or no, we were national team, the defensive line. We were killing him, and he was running all over the place. He looked really good as far as his legs. They took him out kind of early, in my opinion. 
They already know they love them, and I think they know if they don't grab them at two, somebody else is taking them. That's their chance to get them. They have them for a year with Goff still on the team. Mm-hmm. You can, like, let them sit there for eight games and kind of, you know what I mean? You can do it the nice, you know, the right way. Mm-hmm. And I think they're going to do that, man. I think they're going to be really tempted uh, to take Malik Willis. You don't, you don't play games when you really like a quarterback. You know, you can play games, but very similar to what they did with Daniel Jones in, in New York. Not that I agreed with it, yeah, yeah. but the thinking there, the thinking there was, I like the quarterback. I'm not playing games. I'm grabbing them. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if I, that's the case, I think Detroit might do that. Yeah, dude. If that's the case, I could, look. I mean, that would be great. We want a quarterback to go in front of us, right? So if it goes, let's say, offensive line, quarterback at two. Now, what do you think the Texans do at three, especially if they have the sixth pick as well? I think once a, if a quarterback goes at two, mm-hmm. I think they're not going to play games either. I think they're just going to grab their quarterback and call it a day. No way. Hey, really? You think they're going to go pick it that yeah. early? I do. Or, or some quarterback? Damn, two guys in the top three, and we didn't even consider one in like the top ten? That's right. I could they're see Mil- – I think Willis could go too. I do think that's realistic. I, I think they might roll with Mills for a year because they're going to have so many draft Maybe. picks from this Watson trade – why not see what you have in him? Load up the roster so that way you can go out and maybe next year go after the kid from Alabama. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, too. Supposedly next year's quarterback class is another really good one. Mm-hmm. So they could think that way. So let's say they don't go quarterback. Who are they grabbing? Are they taking Hamilton? Would they take – I think in this scenario, would they take Hutch? I don't know. So they have, So Lovey Smith is their coach. So I do think it would be a defensive pick, and I think Hamilton is kind of the player – that we've seen linked, you know, at least in some respect at three. Um, oh, God, I don't know. If Hamilton goes three, then you have your choice of edge rusher, Hutchinson or then you have your Then you have your choice of edge rusher, and the Jets will take Karloftis. <laughs> Dude, oh, my God. Could you imagine we have Hamilton and, and Thibodeau on the board and we pull Karloftis' name? I, uh, Dude, our chat yeah. would, would go, lose their oh, mind. God. Good. We have 30,000 angry viewers. That's oh, my God. I, this is going to be the biggest draft that we've had, I think. Yeah, I think so, too. It's going to be a lot of fun. I think so, too. This is an important one, man. It, it's not every year. Like, even though we, we, we had two firsts last year, we had two firsts and one second last year, but we had two thirds, right? Yeah. So, but it was the second overall pick. It was, I mean, look, it wasn't 100%, but it was like 90-plus percent that we were going to take mm-hmm. Zach Wilson. Yep. And then we had the 23rd pick. So even though it's still two firsts and that's exciting, it's not number four and number ten. We have two top yeah. ten picks. And there's so and much, uh, like, on the not on the line, but there's, like, you could go any direction. Like, it seems like the fan base is totally split on things, aside from, like, edge in the top ten. Yeah, yeah, we're all over the place. So if it if it if it went this way, if it went Evan Neal, Malik Willis, and Kyle Hamilton, that a lot of Jets fans would breathe a sigh of relief because now we don't have to you know have to worry about the choice for 15 minutes. A lot of people just don't want Hamilton, um, but then we have a choice of edge rusher, and we would all be thinking Hutchinson. And I think that's realistically, I think that's what would happen. Oh, I think Joe man. Douglas. Salah, Douglas, Ulbrich, they're looking at Hutchinson. If he's there, they're going to be like, oh, my gosh, this is our guy. That would absolutely be incredible. Uh, Scar City drops in with a super chat. He says, Hutchinson said on the Pat McAfee show, 
Uh, he prefers to play 3-4 outside linebacker. Really? Maybe he just yeah. wants to be in Detroit. Maybe well, that's kind of where he's going. He, he didn't say 3-4 outside linebacker. He said he said he prefers to be standing up. Oh, so okay. he, he prefers to I, – I think – I'm not trying to say that that you're wrong. No, no, no. That's um, cool. I, I didn't just, say I think the, <laughs> this is, this No, no, I'm talking, I'm talking to the Super Chat guy. Yeah, oh, I'm yeah. not saying you're wrong, but I, but I think the way that it was said – was that he prefers to be in a two-point stance as opposed to a hand in the dirt, which is concerning. I mean, that's something. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, especially because guys around this time of year, they usually say things like, I can do both. I can play anything. Mm-hmm. I'm versatile. You know, that's usually what they're saying. He came out and said that. I, my eyebrow raised. I went, huh, that's an interesting thing to say. So whether or not Joe Douglas – and Salah, you know, if if that's a rub, maybe they do go Thibodeau or Carlosis. Dude, that would be the whole. I would, I would laugh with such pain that if we went Carlosis in this scenario, I would be I would, so dude. mad. I would be so. I, look, yeah. I trust Joe Douglas, but oh, that would hurt. That would just like grind me. It it would, and I don't think they do it. I think the same thing with Boye Mafe in mm-hmm. the uh, Senior Bowl. He was always a stand up rusher, two point stance. Yeah. And they they literally told him a couple days before it that we're going to want to see you in a three-point stance. He he did an interview afterward and said, I had never done that before. Like, I've never practiced as a three-point down lineman. Mm-hmm. And uh, he even, I, if I remember correctly, they even had him in a four-point stance two or three times. I could be wrong on that, but I think I remember that. And anyway, Boye Mafe did well. So they're not afraid to take a, a two-point guy and say, no, 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 stick your fucking hand in there. You know what I mean? It's all about <laughs> development with this team. Uh, Kelvin Joseph drops in with the super chat. He says, "How much will Miles Jack cost?" Uh, so I tried looking up his valuation on over the cap, uh, and they don't have anything there. The only thing I see is his like the last contracts that he's had. He's had two, so he got an extension in 2019, uh, where he got let's see, his annual average per year was 14 million. I don't think he'll get that much. I think he yeah, winds up getting around. Cut. Yeah, Miles Jack, the linebacker. Yeah, I'm saying that's why he got cut. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to jump on you. No, there. no, no, that's cool. Well, that's definitely why he got cut. But I, I think, what do you think he costs to get now? If he was getting 14 before he got cut, I don't know how much he saved on the cut. Um, is he 10 million? Like, is he? Yeah. Foyce, I, I think, got four years, 50 million, maybe, or or maybe it was four years, 40. Who did? The the guy from Atlanta. I think he signed with... Um, where did he sign? I don't know offhand, but I feel like he got something around there. It was I, maybe, the, maybe the Cowboys or something like that. I'm sure the chat will let me know. Um, yeah, sorry about the train. I'll put it on mute. You hear the fucking train here? Oh, no, I didn't. Fun fact, I actually have a train that goes past my house, and occasionally... I mean, it's like a few houses like down. It's like you know, maybe a quarter, half mile down the road. But I can hear like the. It's like, oh look, there goes the train again. Luckily, it's not like a commuter route or anything like that. So it happens like once a day. Um, but yeah, you. Yeah, this one. Miles Jack's gonna be interesting. Yeah, I think Ryan. I think he look. I think he's the kind of guy that might take a little while to sign because he's going to be looking to get that contract again, sure, somewhere in the fourteen range, and he's going to wait and see that teams don't want to give it to him. He's probably a ten. Mm-hmm. 
ten guy, nine ten. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm feeling as well. Mumtaz dropped in a super chat, uh, so I'll, I'll get to this one and then we can do our T-shirt giveaway. Uh, Mumtaz says Trayvon Walker and Jermaine Johnson are legit choices at four. No, might even be better than Hutch and Thibodeau. They are rising and tested well. Yeah, look, it would not shock me if Walker or Johnson was the second edge rusher off the board. I do think Hutch is kind of locked in there. Um, but I don't know. It, it'll be interesting to see what ends up happening with the top edge rushers. Because like I said, there is like five that I really like. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think... Um, I would be surprised if Trayvon Walker or Jermaine Johnson... Uh, you know, rose past Hutchinson and Thibodeau, mm-hmm. but I could absolutely see. I not that I would do it. I would take Karloftis if those guys are gone. I and I like I like Jermaine Johnson and I like Trayvon Walker, but uh, but that's just me. But it, I think it's all going to depend on the schemes. That, you know, everybody has different ways of looking at these guys, right? So it could just be the flavor, you know, whatever your preferred flavor is. But I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Walker, Jermaine Johnson, even guys like Ojabo, if they rose past Karloftis. Mm-hmm. You know, I wouldn't be surprised. I think Ojibo, or I, I don't know how you say his name, but you know the guy that I'm talking about. I think he yeah. could be the best edge rusher in this class when everything's all said and done. The dude just has an absolute knack for stripping the ball from the quarterback, and that is so valuable. I don't like. I don't. I wouldn't take him top five, but at ten, I think it's it's a conversation. Yeah, I like him too, man. You know, it's just it's it's always a concern when you got guys on the other side of a line where the guy is being doubled and tripled and, and all that stuff. Um, it's just a concern, you know, um, I, I haven't dug into Ojabo since the earlier going. Um, I mean, I did a lot of work on him earlier, but I haven't really spent much time on him recently, but I remember liking him, man. And he's really raw too. Like he's still got so much upside because he's only played one year. Yeah. He's new to the sport. So, you know, you got to look a guy that comes in, he's got the body type, man. Like he's just got, he's, he's built like a, like a gladiator, you know, he's just so long and lean and strong and big. And then uh, you stick him in there for a short period of time. And he's already talked about as a first round pick, dude, he's got it, you know? So I don't know. I think you, I think you might be right now, whether or not you can take that swing with a top 10 pick, I don't know, Mm -hmm. but I do. This is where I trust. Uh, finally, like I would, I did not trust Mike McCagden. I did not trust Rex Ryan or John Idzik, and I really didn't trust Tannenbaum uh, either all that much. I kind of went back and forth, but this is the, the exact area where I do feel confident that Robert Sala, Joe Douglas, and crew, they're going to be able to know which guy is going to be the best for us. And, uh, and I think we're going to make the right pick no matter who it is. I completely agree. All right, we've hit the end of our stream, so we're going to do our T-shirt giveaway. Guys, just hit the like button if you want to show us a little bit of love here. It always does well for the YouTube algorithm, as well as people watching afterwards. Uh, and if you missed part of this, you can reach, you can click in the description. There is a uh, podcast link on Podbean. You can uh, pull that up from anywhere, anywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, I update it. It's usually the day after or so. Uh, but let's let's go through this. Green Bean, I'm going to throw up a number because you're on the phone, so you can't see me. And you're going to tell me what number you have up. Yeah. What do you got? You ready? Yep. Six. You got a six. I got a two. So we're going evens to start. See, this is great. We had so many people in this chat that I have such like a massive list of people. 
Ooh, Jake is still in the running for the shirt. If I have to text Jake and tell him he won a shirt on our stream, it's going to be pretty funny. Yeah, that'd be funny. <laughs> Maybe he'll give it away on his show. We'll see. Uh, all right, Green Bean. Three, two, one. Two. Oh, you got two. Okay, we're going odds now. Bam. Bam. Oh, no, there goes Jake. Sorry, Jake. <laughs> sorry, Jake. Oh, there goes Jeremy, too. Oh, sorry, Jeremy. All right, we got one. Let's see. We got one, two, three, four, five, six guys left. Okay. Um. Ooh, we got a, we got a super chat real quick before I go to the next one. Uh, Team Killer says, get a taco on Tuesday. I love Taco Tuesday. I really do. Hell yeah. I'm a big fan of Tex-Mex. We, me and Green Bean had lunch, brunch, something like that, out in Sedona, and it was uh, Tex-Mex. It was great. Really good. Yeah, yeah. Tex-Mex in, in Arizona. I'm in, right? All okay. right. Green Bean. Three, two, one. Three. Oh, we're going. Oh, what's three plus five? That's an even number. That's odds. That is not odds. That is evens. Ryan is having a very hard time with words right now. All right, we are down to three people. I've got Harry W., Greg Gagne, and NY Jets Superfan as our three finalists. Oh, see, look, the whole chat is throwing numbers up there. I'm going to throw in high, and the next number after me will be the number I pick. Green Bean, uh, give me a number. One. All right, so we've got three and 14. Uh, so that's 17 odds. Our winner is going to be Greg Gagne. Greg Gagne. Goes. Let's see if I can... Uh, it's Well, you can't see it, but it's there. Greg Gagne, you are our winner tonight. Head over to my email or Gmail or whatever and reach out to me on social media so that way I can send you a shirt. I want to get all your information. It's been a lot of fun hanging with you guys in the chat, seeing what's going on with Joe Douglas and free agency. It's absolutely awesome. Green Bean, anything else you want to tell the stream right now? What you got going on? Yeah, I just want to uh, say sorry about the confusion and all that jazz earlier. I'm glad that we found a solution thanks to the chat. It's nice to just be able to spend some time with you guys, even if it's this way. I feel better now. I feel better, so thank you. Uh, yeah, man, we're just, uh, let's watch day three. Now we see if we actually sign these guys tomorrow. So, uh that's the, that's the moment of truth, so I'm excited. We're having a good uh, free agency so far. I hope everybody's happy. Fingers crossed. I love it so far. Let's see some more guys come into the roster. Guys, it's been a lot of fun. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. It's been a blast. This is Jets Talk signing off. J-E-T-S!